0: The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at
2: WickDonald's!
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com podcasters to get started. Previously on Lonely Boys.
3: Emma, open up. Emma, I know you're in there. Go away.
2: Serge is in the bathroom, and when he gets out, there's gonna be one less virgin around here.
0: You do have to admire her determination.
2: I'm not letting Muffy lose hers before me. She beats me
3: in everything.
0: Tota, check Gossip Girl.
3: Emma, do you have your phone? Check Gossip Girl, it's important.
2: Look, I already told you nothing's gonna. What? says Muffy's muff gets stuffed, does that mean...
3: That little Muffy took her first steps as a woman? Afraid so.
2: She lost her virginity and her Gossip Girl cherry in the same night? But how did she get on Gossip Girl?
0: It pays to have connections.
3: Hey up, Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys podcast. My name's Matt. I'm one of your titular Lonely Boys, but... Actually, you know what, (laughs) I don't want to get ahead of myself, I'm not going to introduce my co-host yet, I'm going to say that I'm here to talk about Season 2, Episode 10, Bonfire of the Vanity, now I will introduce my co-host, someone who uses the wrong fork, slurps his soup, and wears sports socks, Brendan Ruppel.
0: Wow, that actually does perfectly describe me, by the way. (laughs) I am, of course, the Creepy Uncle of Podcasting. Oh, Jesus Christ, wow, we're all out of sync today. Keep it in. (laughs) Keep it in. Keep it in, keep going, battle Um, through. I'm just gonna say that I, in um, the Creepy Uncle podcasting and highly to Huddle Cream Nation. Oh, jeez, I'm from the crematorium. I think.
3: Yeah, what's wrong, Brendan? What's going on?
0: I don't. I think what it, what happened was I spoke. I said something before my intro, which really set me up for a disaster. <laughs> yeah that's I, need true. Say, I need to say it i need to robotically say the first thing first and then start speaking
3: you weren't you weren't ready for uh to get called out for using the wrong fork slurping your soup and <laughs> i sports not know sport were,
0: uh, I, well, actually i just feel so seen <laughs> yeah
3: you're finally getting some representation on this show <laughs> yeah. all right wow. well let's the complaints are what still rolling start. in that these podcasts are too long so let's let's get of course we have another iconic guest i think another but it, we have another person returning to the podcast uh, the the two-timers club is growing in size again please welcome our third member of the two-timer club mel sullivan mel how are you
2: hello everybody vanessa nation rise <laughs> up oh no we are having oh, a, no, we are having a I'm renaissance but,
3: oh,
0: Van- yeah, no Vanessa. is not she wasn't even on this episode <laughs> yeah,
3: thank god but yeah i'm surprised you wanted to come back for this one with vanessa not, not present
2: at all <laughs> i know well i rem- actually i do recall i texted you and i figured that no one ever wanted vanessa episodes and i was like here are the episodes of vanessa if you need me and you're like these are actually all taken i said
0: <laughs> they don't know what they signed up for shocked
2: yeah but then i said this episode's available and i don't want to get ahead but i was very yeah. excited about this yes. possibility
3: I know why yeah, you're excited. It, it makes me
0: upset that you're so excited about being uh, the leader of Vanessa Nation. <laughs> I do appreciate the uh, the you give it. You, you really, you know, I'm glad that you're so passionate. There are
3: work.
2: twos to threes of us at this yeah. point.
3: Well, yeah. Now that now that Vanessa Nation is growing in you can uh, growing in size, you can kind of come out of hiding here and reveal yourself as the leader. I mean, you yeah. used to be the only member of Vanessa Nation, and it's at least quadrupled in size since the last time you've come on.
2: I am the Gossip Girl of Vanessa fans.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I have trouble even calling out to Cream Nation myself, as we saw earlier. So, you know, you're going to grow much faster than Cream Nation.
2: Now, yeah, what I'd is... See... Oh, sorry. I was just going to ask was... about how Cream Nation compares with what we need to dub something about the vitamin water world, or, or we need something, because <laughs> vitamin water is taking over Gossip Girl.
0: It really is. I'm hoping we get some scenes with uh, just milk or heavy cream in them soon. <laughs> Instead of a tower of vitamin waters, we just get a tower <laughs> of hood milk. Of, of cream. <laughs> yeah. but yes, I, I'd
3: love to see the, uh, the Vanessa Nation group chats, what's going on in there, the Vitamin Water Nation group chats. I'm sure it's a great place all around. Uh, Mel, you've been watching a lot of Gossip Girl since the last time we talked, right?
2: I have not stopped. Well, I actually have stopped, so I didn't get too far in. You know, I always get nervous when I come on here that I could blab something about the future. Which is the greatest fear. So I've watched most of season two and then stopped so I could kind of keep up with the podcast and then I will be back onto it. I'm a diehard here.
3: Perfect. You really are. I was saying
0: off pod earlier that uh, Mel is one of the most interactive fans and guests that we have.
3: It's true. It's true. We'd love to see it. Sundays are for the boys. Everybody else do the same,
0: please.
2: It's for the lonely boys. Here we are. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so Maybe that's, we can
0: get Barstool to say that eventually too. Uh eh, we, we don't need to. Not that we don't, have you ties don't with do I know, but if we can get them talking about better things than what they are now. I guess. Be nice. But
3: you know, why are we gonna waste our energy trying to change them? We can when we have so many other great institutions out there sure. that that, they, sure. that could put their weight behind us. <laughs> like vitamin water.
0: Like vitamin water, if yeah. we can get so. vitamin
3: water to sponsor us, that'll be a big day. That'll be huge. All right. So Mel, very exciting. You're now two seasons in. Um, we are here to talk about, like I said, season two, episode 10, Bonfire of the Vanity. Before we get started, Brendan, do you know what this is referencing? Uh,
0: nope.
3: <laughs> not even going to try?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's some weeks where I have some sort of like, even I could make like a joke about it, but like this just sounds like a bunch of words that make no sense <laughs> to me. Um, so I got nothing.
3: So, okay, you've got nothing. I will write in that you are now 5 for 10, back down to batting 500 here. I'll take 500. Uh, Mel, do you know what this uh, title is in reference to?
2: Okay, Bonfire of the Vanities was like a movie. Now, here's the thing. All you had to do was
3: pluralize it, Brendan. Yeah, this was so sloppy.
2: Like, they didn't even do a pun on this one. They were like, I don't know, just... Make it See, singular. They, they
0: keep throwing me off with this kind of shit that they're doing.
2: The thing is, this is now, like, another week where I don't know
3: why it's even called Bonfire of the Vanity. <laughs> I I, I'm so, reading the
2: plot, and it is also nothing like the episode. There's
0: no fun. Fa- well, at least, you know what? I'm glad that there is no bonfire in this episode, at the very least. Yeah,
2: thank God. Thank God.
0: Um, thank God. And yeah. what, imagine it was Bonfire of the Manatees. Like, that would be terrible. Be animal cruelty also.
3: Wow, what a great fires. weird owl spoof you've come up with, Bonfire <laughs> <laughs> According to Wikipedia, the title references the 1987 novel, The Bonfire of the Vanities, but I would have accepted the 1990 film, Bonfire of the Vanities, (laughs) which does star, uh, I believe, Tom Hanks and Bruce Willis and has a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. So uh, I don't think. They
0: referenced the weirdest shit.
3: We will not be watching that in between seasons, Bonfire of the Vanities. No, thank God. Well, as far as the episode Bonfire of the Vanity, singular, goes. Uh, Blair does not approve of the new man, Cyrus Rose, in her mother's life. So she makes it her mission to break up the lovable the oh, the lovebirds by any means necessary. Jenny moves in with Agnes as the friends move forward with their plans for a fashion line. Serena continues to fall for the new guy in her life, Aaron, but she learns something about him that threatens Aaron. to end things just as they are getting really good. Dan decides to win the trust of Bart Bass in order to learn more about the man and possibly write an expose on him for Vanity Fair, but things get heated after Chuck finds out the real reason Dan is spending so much time around his family. And of course, singer Cindy Lauper makes a cameo at Blair's 18th <laughs> birthday party celebration.
2: Of course.
3: What a cameo. Great.
0: Now, can I just say off the bat, like before we dig into each part of the plot, overall, good app, but... Uh, there's, there's one lingering thing that I just wish would go away, and I thought it might have at the end of the episode, and it just <laughs> wants to you stick know, around. You
3: know, <laughs> I, 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 I'm i assuming we are both talking about Aaron Rose and not something else, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just can't. I, I said We're so close w- to getting rid of him. I said last week I don't think uh, any episode with Aaron Rose in it will be able to get an A grade it even can't. though ironically can't. there are two A's in Aaron's name but he is the reason that we are not we're not giving a, a grade that is so ironic, is so I, ironic. I love Aaron.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh man isn't it ironic
0: yeah I hope I hope he has a lot of the things that use double a battery you know the, the <laughs>
3: fact that Aaron has two A's in his name is kind of just like rain on your wedding day if you think about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure is anyway not not to spoiler of the episode grade but I think we might be holding true to that I don't think I'm gonna be giving this one an a unless uh, <clears throat> yeah. I change my mind at some point but uh original air date for this one November 10th 2008 uh you know getting a little cold while we're in uh while we're, mm-hmm. while we're oh, in our little yeah. freshman years uh Thanksgiving right around the corner not to potentially yes. spoil a future episode but um as far as the episode goes, though, we are starting off at the Humphrey Loft. No Gossip Girl voiceover in this one. It was a little alarming to just hmm. kind of uh, start off in the loft with, with no straight Kristen Bell. Straight to Daddy Hump. Yeah, yeah, straight to Daddy Hump. And he mentions that Jenny has moved in with Agnes, and uh, Dan says that uh, Rufus is surprisingly calm about it, because Rufus apparently met with Agnes's mother, who lives with Agnes, uh, and is just... You know, he's now down to have Jenny move in with them. I, Dan calls out that he's acting like it's okay with it, so uh, Jenny mm-hmm. can ju- will choose to come home rather than being forced, which would be a smart move. That maybe the smartest yeah. thing Rufus has ever done. Oh, but yeah. I think that Rufus is just ready to like cut his losses with Jenny and let someone else take a shot at parenting her.
0: <laughs> it seems like he's been going to therapy or something, and this is what like the attack mode uh, he was told to do. Just kind of like, hey. just just relax buddy and he's like okay but he doesn't want to at all
2: he's just gonna make bolognese in the loft in (laughs) silence have you ever noticed that there are hundreds of records on the wall and yet he sits in silence at all times
0: (laughs) (laughs) or like like, later on he is just singing by himself we we have a really good uh, joke of the episode later on Uh right at the end I don't know if it's a joke but it's it's, it's funny to me no I'm excited but the the way he like he enters scenes is so comical (laughs) who Rufus rufus yeah
3: okay interesting well uh so dan is going to meet with shapiro today because uh shapiro loved dan's you know shitty chuck story and uh he's now going to write him a recommendation to yale because of it the the yale admission process continues to amaze me in this world
2: (laughs) (laughs) why can't these kids just go to state schools it was a lot easier i just fill out a form you know you sign your name you send your sat or act score call it a day this is too much effort One I mean, um, of
0: these kids gonna realize that undergrad doesn't matter. Just get into the cool school at, in uh, in graduate school.
2: Yeah,
3: true. I mean, so far to get into Yale, what we've had is uh, Nate. It's his safety school, but he wants to go there now. Nate is an idiot, but he can just get in there because his family has connections uh serena is gonna get in because they just love they want to rebrand their image they just love that uh she is so cool and does fashion shows sometimes uh blair's gonna get in because (laughs) the little girl she babysat uh said that she wants to have dinner with her that that was good (laughs) enough for the dean and uh dan is now writing a story so he's gonna get a recommendation exploiting a
0: billionaire (laughs) imagine like a, a school is branded around a hot student yeah, I don't understand yeah. How Serena's this works. gonna
3: be the face of Yale. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna be on all the posters, on all the billboards. In a well, she yeah. already has her face up in in Times Square, just like on random screens because of Aaron Rose. Yeah. Um, so Blair. Oh, speaking and, of which, yes. quick
0: question: Have either one of you ever been on like a kiss cam like that at a sports game or anything? Uh, or camera in general.
3: I've not been on the kiss cam. Uh, famously, I went to a Yankee game with uh, Bobby and Megalios one time, and we got on the uh the screen doing the YMCA because you know how I like to go crazy oh, nice. the YMCA. We do love that. and yeah. uh we, the camera came right up to us we did it and then afterwards not to brag but the uh <laughs> the guys behind us tapped us on the shoulder and said hey that was great man I love how you know most people they get on the screen and they they look behind them to see themselves on the camera you you guys were professionals you just stared at the camera the whole time through. <laughs> you didn't look at the screen at all I'm like thank you sir we you know we've been around of that a uh,
0: George Seidrenner
3: uh, yeah it was george himself wow <laughs> oh. the, from the grave
0: <laughs> amazing or was larry david doing his impression of george Steinbrenner? <laughs> yes
3: yeah that was it um, oh. what about what about you guys have you guys ever been on the uh on the big screen anywhere
2: no not blessed enough i'm sorry i guess i'm mm. not cool enough uh i have been in no. the background of like a reunion show on a reality show kind of thing oh, that is, oh
0: that's that's cool yeah i went to a name. uh
2: a bachelor bachelorette Uh, women tell all men tell all special um and you can see me on camera quite a few times making very bizarre faces but never on a kiss cam uh but i am single so to be kiss cam might be an awkward moment to put me up there yeah just me and a stranger
0: have been on to a lot of games together and we've never been on the kiss cam
2: well, that's
3: because when we do the YMCA, well, no, we've never been on the kiss cam. I thought you were going to say the YMCA cam. No, no one has ever, no, <laughs> uh, no one has ever been so bold as to put us on the kiss cam. But mm-hmm. I, we we've never gotten to do the YMCA because usually when when we do the YMCA, we run around the, uh,
0: yes, run the around entire the entire outfields.
3: stadium and try to get people to do it with us. And that Here
0: we go, yeah, from, from left, left field to right field. To right field. If I think anybody we listening that today, get very winded. If anybody listening uh, can so. hook it up
2: yeah. for you two. like, let's do this. Let's make our connections. Let's get lonely boys up on the kiss cam. Let's yeah, yes. yes, that's the new goal with for twenty twenty. Yeah, it's the only
0: boys filter, too. <laughs>
2: um so
3: Blair and Serena are talking and the minions are back. Feels like it's been forever since we've seen the minions, oh, but uh it has been. they're back, most of them at least. They're back to discuss some very important matters, Blair's 18th birthday and uh you know it's blair's 18th it's a big one it obviously has to be perfect but blair can't stick around for the planning because she has to meet her mom's new boyfriend and uh we are all very excited to meet eleanor's new boyfriend especially blair oh yes uh not not hazel so much She was complaining that even moms have boyfriends but she doesn't uh this whole episode the minions are all just going to be so like desperate to have a boyfriend it's, it's a so very boring. funny running I, felt joke. <laughs> I felt it i felt it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so did I. I mean, it's a tough world out there. I see where the minions are coming from, they're, But every chance they get, they're just like, they're just like glaring at busboys who they think are hot. They're just complaining. Oh, it's yeah, boyfriend. Anyone, anyone, and
0: everything. And I we, think even they were so desperate, they would have been into Cyrus, also.
3: Maybe, yeah. We we uh we pointed out last season how Jenny said the fastest way to the top is to get a boyfriend, and that's because Jenny would have been the only person with a boyfriend in that whole group, and that's still true.
0: It's very. Uh, I guess yeah, it's harder than it seems.
3: You know, always always a minion, never a bride, as the old expression goes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. So, Cyrus, who we are going to meet this episode, he's been one of Eleanor's attorneys since the divorce. He's always had a thing for Eleanor. He's, uh, And she has finally agreed to go on a date with her, you know, start dating her. And she is smitten. She's smitten, Brendan.
0: She really is. And it's nice to see her this happy, honestly.
3: Yeah, Absolutely. And uh, Serena also seems to be smitten right now as she receives a text from everyone's yeah. favorite womanizer, oh. Aaron Rose, oh, God. asking where she is. Uh, Blair seems to think her mother has amazing taste in men, as for now, and is actually excited to get like a new potential stepdaddy here, which I, I feel like wouldn't be the case. But Blair, Blair's the opposite. She yeah. she loves having a new man in her life. I think she just wants uh, another person she can like flaunt around that has like maybe power and money and stuff like that. Um, yeah, exactly. So uh serena is busy bragging about aaron though who has been sending her maps to the most beautiful places uh i guess that's what counts for romance these days doesn't take much for serena still don't know exactly (laughs) what is wrong with this with this girl but (laughs) aaron sent a text come find me here's your map like everything is just a game with this freak and serena every time serena just rushes off instead of sticking around to plan her best friend's 18th birthday she's like oh oh i have to find aaron he sent me another map
0: well, I think what it is, too, is that it buys him time to finish the dates up with the other girls he's <laughs> yeah,
3: Exactly. He's with Danielle right now. He's, <laughs> all right, let me just send Serena on a little goose chase here so we can finish up our coffee.
0: Perfect. That'll take another five hours to find me. I have never Excellent.
2: seen a person pursue someone so hard... To casually still date a dozen oh other my. women it is i just cannot <laughs> you can't get a text back but like he's sending her on elaborate scavenger hunts but doesn't want to be exclusive. i don't get it <laughs> and the whole episode it's like she bends over backwards for
3: him finds him she's like oh you're still dating other girls leaves then he'll text her something oh my god aaron he's so romantic runs back oh you're still with another girl and <laughs> every time the whole episode the whole last three episodes she has been running back and forth at the beck and call for this guy, and Aaron, on the other hand, he doesn't give a shit. Like he will have her running around, and then doesn't even bother to have Danielle leave the apartment before she gets there. Like, <laughs> no, he, he doesn't care help. at all. He's just like, I could easily make this so much easier for everyone if I just say, Danielle, could you, could you come back later? But he just has her stay every, like he's flaunting her in like, front no, of. No, I'm on a date with her right now. Oh yeah, my it's, god, it's weird. We'll get into he's, more he, of that, he, yeah, but yeah, first, yeah. Uh, Jenny and Agnes are meeting with. Uh, our old our old friend, Mr. Smith, some fashion manager, not to be confused with our physics teacher, Mr. Smith, of course. It was not... Mm-hmm. When they said Mr. Smith, I thought we were going to see yeah. him. I thought we were going to see I know. And
0: when I saw the call sheet, I was like, oh, we're, I guess he's on this episode.
3: <laughs> yeah. We were going to see some guy yeah. shout Which out I always F- check the call sheet
0: for... <laughs> before I watch each episode. <laughs> yeah, of, co-
3: of course. How could you not? And Mr. Smith was first on the call sheet for this one, right? <laughs> Interestingly <Yes>. enough, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Jenny describes herself as the designer and Agnes is the self-described face of the line and brains of the operation. Uh, Jenny tells the man that their clients will be sophisticated girls with a bit of edge who can afford high-end product, and, uh, that Jenny's unique because she knows these girls because she's their peer. Uh, seems like a pretty good business model for a 15-year-old yeah.
0: here, but... You see, like at this point, they have their shit together when they're going through their, their little, uh, sketch here. Exactly,
3: they have. I think this is probably what Jenny has prepared. Jenny seems like the professional here, which, you know, surprised to me, but, she, like, Nate was, was amazed at last week, she does her homework, she has her she shit does. in order, but there is some trouble in paradise as Jenny and Agnes, they haven't even agreed on a name yet, uh, uh, at the same time agnes kind of says their name is vixen dresses inc and jenny says j humphrey designs which is the better name here
0: um me being a fan of jenny i just want her to have all the credit so i like j humphrey designs
2: yeah one sounds like a really weird line that you would find in like the back of a macy's on a sale rack so yeah, i vixen would go uh-huh. with dresses inc yeah so i would I go with j that. humphrey design yeah, I think Jay Humphrey's Simple. already
3: kind of making a name for herself. I think that's an exciting uh, name to slap on the And that is thing. what it is. Like and, and, The other girl is
0: just the model, right. so she is the one designing it, so it makes sense.
3: Yeah, so uh, yeah, Jenny and Agnes clearly having some creative differences here since moving in together. And, you know, I hope this doesn't end up affecting their friendship, but something tells me uh, it just might.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the fact that Jenny says hell at the end of this episode means I think it probably did.
3: Wow. Yeah. The H.E. double hockey sticks. The H.E. double hockey sticks. That was tough to hear. Yeah. Um, Agnes uh, refuses to even like talk about this later. Like Jenny's just like, can we just talk about this after our meeting? But no, Agnes wants to argue about it in the meeting in front of Mr. Smith. And uh, Jenny mentions that she's acting out at yet another business meeting. So uh, (laughs) I feel like this is probably what it's been like at all of their meetings. And Jenny has to be having some extreme second thoughts here about partnering with Agnes.
0: Oh, God. It's tough because she does need Agnes. She has the connections and all this stuff. But uh, obviously, when it gets down to the meetings, she is showing how young and immature that she actually is. Jenny is doing a good job. And if if it was just up to Jenny and she had these contacts on her own, it seems like she would kill it. But Agnes seems to be bringing her down.
3: Yeah, if only she did have that master list of like clients, like like uh, yeah. Agnes does. Like Agnes definitely has her pros, which we've seen. She's a great idea woman, like with the fashion show. But uh, mm-hmm. Jenny is also right that she's very unprofessional in these meetings. So I don't know. She may have made a mistake here. Hopefully, hopefully her whole future doesn't get ruined because of this. Uh, teaming up with Agnes here.
2: Jenny's future is always going to be pure chaos. It can never Absolutely. be a steady voyage to the top. You know. And she's 15 all which, a lot to
3: learn. It's all because she dropped out of school. So stay in school, kids.
2: Yeah, you know what though? <laughs> How is she going to design for her peers if she's not exactly. even around them anymore? Uh-huh. She Doesn't oh, even have peers. Mm-hmm. Her peers are now, you know, the
3: I guess the the fellow unhoused people like like Jenny.
0: Yeah, the people that I used to know. <laughs> uh, but I, and speaking of that too, I at this point in Jenny's plot trajectory, like I am kind of missing her back at school a little bit. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm I'm loving her trying to thrive but like she's not really thriving at the end of this episode but like she could she could if making, she didn't have she could <laughs> if she got not a right. break
3: if she i mean i guess she has been also getting breaks I, yeah yeah every break she gets she, another <laughs> whatever the opposite of a break is comes in the other direction always <laughs> yeah, always breaking even the road,
0: of course <laughs> but uh, i mean she's doing it she's you know for how young she is she, she is doing a great job but i am missing her thriving in the school settings that, that is always entertaining to watch so I, I hope after this all crashes and literally burns yeah, yeah exactly. uh, we'll see her back at no school fine. eventually yeah. Trying to crush it back in the with, with the minions.
3: Yeah. So Obviously, Mr. Smith does not sign on to be their manager here, which they need in order to start uh, meeting with buyers. So not going great right now. Agnes doesn't seem to be taking this too seriously. But more on that later as Dorota is getting ready for the big Cyrus arrival. And Blair is so excited to meet this man, which, again, kind of unexpected, but very cute. Like, Blair is just so excited to meet uh, her mom's new boyfriend. Uh, Eleanor describes Cyrus as the most attractive, brilliant man she's ever met. And Blair already loves him. Yeah, Eleanor must have the love goggles on. Um, <laughs> yeah that was a,
2: a very accurate read of uh of cyrus rose absolutely i, I think so
3: the most attractive brilliant man i've ever yeah. seen as well um we get another great amazing line reading from Blayton Meeser as she snaps and goes "Dorota, are you insane as dorota, can, <laughs> dorota only responds <laughs> I, I don't know and this, this is a great dorota episode maybe <laughs> maybe the best, yeah, it's a bunch best of, to date maybe the best dorota episode so far which brendan dorota watch how are you feeling about dorota so far especially after this episode
0: Yeah, Dorota Watch, again, like I said, this is maybe her. She has the most lines uh, per capita. And they (laughs) hit.
3: Per capita. And they hit every time. It's kind of like how I've said that uh, Creed is an underrated character in The Office because he doesn't get many lines, but they're 100% hit rate every time. Like anytime he talks, he's laughing. With Dorota, it's kind of the same thing. We haven't seen a lot of her, but every time she has a line, like I may not be uh, outright guffawing, but I'm at the very least smiling and chuckling at what she has to say.
0: Oh, without a doubt. And uh, it being recording. Opening weekend of baseball right now, so I would say that her barrel rate is through the roof, oh, up wow. with the elite hitters.
3: Yeah, well, let's do a, uh, a bonus sabermetrics episode of Gossip Girl.
0: <laughs> we definitely should. People love that.
3: So even though dorota has committed the the cardinal sin of using the everyday China, so now Cyrus oh, will think they're just common upper middle class. Um, Brendan, if you went over to Nicole's for the first time and you got the sense she was just common upper middle class, would that have been a deal deal breaker for you?
0: <laughs> oh, that a, I, I honestly it is a deal breaker, and I don't really talk to her family anymore. <laughs> Mel, it's you, tough.
3: Mel you, you mentioned you're your uh, single right now. Is that because uh, you keep just getting the vibe that all your potential suitors are just common upper middle class?
2: Yeah, I usually will ask, like my first question when I like ask a bumble, I say, can you send me a picture of the drinkware in your home? And then <laughs> yeah, I judge from there and of it's been <laughs> so difficult to find like fine china. It's usually just like an mm-hmm, Ikea mm-hmm. or like a bed, bath and beyond and I can't Ugh, do it. It's so disgusting. Ugh. Yeah, it's a struggle. Well, what if
0: it's no china like for drinks? It's just bottles of vitamin water at the table with the fine china of course.
2: If it's stacked yep. in exactly. a pyramid that is that is <laughs> a yes, an absolutely. You got to
0: have the pyramid
3: stack. A good arrangement okay. for any table. Um,
2: so, um
3: we hear Cyrus's voice first as he walks in, and immediately you can hear that this man is played by the amazing Wallace Shawn. Uh Brendan, are you familiar with the legend that is Wallace Shawn?
0: I am familiar. I don't know uh his work specifically. I'm sure if I'd looked up his IMDb, I would be familiar with some of them, but the voice is uh, is very familiar, and as soon as he walked on screen and he says his first line, I just laugh, big laugh. <laughs>
3: um, he has been in many, many amazing projects. Always great in them, but I, for my money, he had the best 1995 of anyone. He was in Toy Story, Clueless, and a Goofy movie, appearing in three of the wow. best movies of all time, all in one year. So I, I always point to 1995. Obviously, doing some great voice work in Toy Story mm. and Goofy movie, and uh, you know,
2: some great acting work Love as goofy well. Movie. It, when was House Arrest? He, that was he, a, an incredible movie.
3: I've never seen that one, but I <gasps> will have to add it to my list because okay, that's Wallace your Sean off-season movie. Narang. Yep, that's your all off-season, right. <laughs> off-season oh,
2: movie. Yes. House arrest, real quick. We're giving
0: an off-season movie to a side character. Yeah, I, yes, And honestly, <laughs> all right, House Arrest
2: feels like something Blair would do, which is a bunch of kids have their parents are all like in marital situations, probably like up for divorce, so they lock them in a basement to work out their problems and hijinks ensue.
3: Oh, this is great. Yeah. I, I've never even heard of this it. definitely definitely movie.
2: It. I think it's on Amazon from? Prime. It's definitely 90. That's why I feel like it's got to yes. be in that 94, 95, 96. His, his range. perfect window. Yeah. He's just, I forgot that he was on Gossip Girl. And when he showed up in this episode, I screamed. I was so excited. How could you
3: forget?
0: <laughs> How could you? It was just like the, it was almost like a sight gag when yes. you're, you're expecting Eleanor's new suitor and he comes out in that void. It's just <laughs> so funny. Wait, doesn't How's she say life?
2: she's like, um, Oh, that must be his driver.
3: Yes, Blair thinks it's the driver, <laughs> at first until until he uh, leans in for the kiss, says his iconic catchphrase, not enough, and gets another kiss out of the deal. <laughs> Honestly, a, gr- a great negotiation tactic. He's an, you can see how he's an amazing lawyer. I can see him in the meetings just always screaming, not enough, with whoever he's uh, negotiating That's good.
0: With. I mean, it could come off as a little bit creepy. Um, not enough. If you go in for hugs and someone tries to let go and you hold tight saying not enough. But who am yeah. I to say?
3: Um, House Arrest is a 1996 uh, comedy family movie and it has a great uh, 10% on Rotten Tomatoes so even even lower than Bonfire of the Vanity but I think it'll be a a fun watch. I'm in oh yeah starring Jamie Lee Curtis and Kevin Pollack oh anyway um sorry I I just had to look up House Arrest for a second but uh
2: (laughs) it just feels very on brand for you two
3: yeah. Yes, I think so. Uh, um, so the first thing you have to notice here about Cyrus is the height. Uh, Wallace Shorn, Sean, according to Google, is five foot two to Eleanor's five foot eleven. So an incredible wow. height difference here. Short king. Uh, and I think this is just, yes, this is such important representation for the short kings of the world such as myself yes uh cyrus proving that short people can have it all as well he's a he's a wealthy lawyer he's got a he's got a a, a tall babe as, as a girlfriend right now <laughs> he's got an iconic catchphrase so I, I mean obviously i have a lot to say about new character cyrus uh brendan before me and mel get into what we think of him we, we need to know your first impression of him and his catchphrase of course first i mean you already mentioned how the catchphrase might be yeah. a little creepy but cyrus it's
0: a creepy, overall, but it's funny it's after only 2007, 2008 right now, so I think it, it, it flies. So it's not creepy um, yet. Not creepy yet. I think that's important. Context is important. <laughs> um, and it, I, we love a good short king. I, I wish Eric was also here to represent all the short kings true, in, true. in our lives in this universe. But Eric would tower over I think him. he'll do. Yeah. and I mean, you know, we could have a lot of shitty adults in this series, and I'm glad we get one that's funny, good, and uh, can stand toe-to-toe with Blair.
3: Great. So after one episode of Cyrus, you you approve, I'm right? I'm
0: sold. I'm sold. All
3: right. So Mel, when you when you saw the the list of episodes that were still available, you wanted this episode, I, I believe specifically because this is Cyrus's first episode right? So obviously you must love Cyrus as well.
2: Yes, he is such like Brendan just said, he is a decent adult. All the adults are so flawed and annoying and making waffles at all times. And while <laughs> Sean, Cyrus Rose just popping up. He's fun. He has like a very intense backstory he has a connection we don't need to acknowledge that one to another character on screen um but he's just like so sweet and to see him go up against Blair was so entertaining
3: yes yes it was it was great um so now Brendan you need you need to prepare yourself here because while um well, okay. I have always said that Blair is obviously my favorite character. If you include supporting characters, then Cyrus is the best character in the show. High wow. high praise. He deserves <laughs> oh every bit of it. Oh my god. Honestly, so what you're the saying
2: is there's not enough? Cyrus exactly. Has. <laughs> oh,
3: the, the praise we not are enough give, Cyrus. The praise we are giving him, although great, is not enough. Uh, no matter how <laughs> much praise we give him, it's never going to be enough. Um I mean, the I just can't like Do You look, like him
0: better than Blair.
3: Listen. Obviously, Blair gets a lot more screen time. She is the most iconic character. So if I have to say, like, gun to my head, who's my favorite character, it's going to be Blair. But, you know, if we're just talking, like, you know, who's, who's the best person in this world? Cyrus, you know, there's not a lot of redeemable characters here. Mel was saying Cyrus may be one of the only redeemable characters in this universe. I love Cyrus. He is um a a, a perfect man to me. And, you know, we oh will... God. We will... Hold on for a second. I I got some ruckus going on in the background of my house. One one second. You could edit this out, Brendan.
0: Yeah, 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 I got it. Figure out that ruckus. I don't hear the ruckus.
3: Hold on, hold on. I'll be right back. Hello, hello. Hello? Hello. Hi. Hey, Sorry, my mom's got the whole fucking family trying to sign on to my Apple TV Plus account. And oh, fucking... no.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: fucking ridiculous. I can't. All right. So, anyway. Uh, back, we... on, back on your, yeah. your Cyrus friend. Yeah, we all love Cyrus, but Blair does not share our enthusiasm. She is disgusted upon seeing him. Uh, Cyrus gives her a big hug, shouts, not enough, and goes for another. <laughs> like you were saying, Brendan, maybe we could update this catchphrase in 2022 and say, like, Not enough provided you consent or something like that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like not enough
3: with a question mark. Not enough? Yeah, not not enough?
0: enough? (laughs) Or you want more?
3: I don't know. May I? It doesn't really work, but we'll we'll workshop (laughs) it. Um, Yeah. Chuck is also celebrating something, the 20th anniversary of Bass Industries, and uh, Chuck gets Bart... The the gift of Rangers tickets so they can hang out, because Chuck actually remembers that Bart, like, one time said he used to sneak into Rangers games as a kid. It's just so sad. There's Chuck Mm, acting like a little kid just begging to hang out with his dad, and Bart does not say thank you or even fake excitement for his son. He just responds with, nice gesture, but misguided as usual. Oh,
0: Misguided. So shitty. Boo! Boo! The way he says it. uh, Such, like, a a shallow,
2: like, evil dad character, We go from
3: Cyrus to Bart. In one, in, from one scene to big the big contrast.
2: Yeah. Pick a dad. Does- I'm picking. A, I'm picking Cyrus. Yeah, Bart doesn't have time
3: to spend with his stupid son. He's like, I, I don't. know you, I also, you know, uh, I don't. Have time I know you love
0: this actor because he's a nice guy. Of I, course, whatever. Great guy, like, great guy. I, I hate his. I had to uh, shoot some slander toward his posture. It's too perfect. <laughs> I don't like it.
3: Listen, his posture at Fire Island was much better. He was
0: okay, a little more slouched.
3: Yeah, slouched. Given some thumbs. Yeah, up. I like a sloucher. He's, yeah, he was. Uh, he's a sloucher. He's a sloucher. He sleeps on the slouch. <laughs> um <laughs> dan, dan meets with his old buddy noah shapiro uh, shapiro likes dan again now that he knows that like dan's an asshole who will, who will write <laughs> shitty stories about his friends yep uh he's going to introduce him to another big shot here uh shapiro has also taken the liberty of telling him that uh this new guy that the uh, fictional character charlie trout is based on the real life son of bart bass what and, uh, now he-, he figured that Ooh. out based on the alias I know, I know. I don't know how they could figure it out there. Um, with uh, Charlie Trout, son of Bernie Trout. Um, it looks like these two are now just using him because they want to write an expose of Bart in honor of the big 20th anniversary. Um, and Shapiro's like, you dated the stepdaughter. You know the son. Who better to do this? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe someone who actually writes um, investigative like articles. Like, this, yeah. Th- this new guy, he's... He's in charge of some like investigative journalism magazine, the New York Magazine, I believe. And for this important piece, he wants a seventeen-year-old kid in charge of it. One who does not write investigative pieces has only ever written fiction, and he's not yeah, even Dan that good. And also. And he's not even that good at fiction. So what are they doing?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess they they need somebody on the inside. And like, sure, maybe he can get you the information you want. But then, like, have him grab that for you and have someone else write it. Also,
3: right, did they, they ever offer them pay? It. Is this just child labor?
0: Yeah, good point. I don't know. That, might, that could be part of it, too.
3: Yeah, they tell them, yeah, I don't know. They tell them, if you write this story and it's good, you'll be getting more stories. But they don't ever mention any money. Like Exactly. I, I, I don't know. They really want to take this man down. So that's fine. Go do it. But like, this seems like a misguided strategy here to get a literal kid to try and yeah. uh, go undercover, get information, take this man down, write the story, probably for free. Like, I don't know. There must be a better way.
0: It'd be kind of sad f- for Bart Bass to be taken down by a 17-year-old child. And he
3: does fall for it, if not for Chuck. Like,
0: this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: what an idiot. Chuck's yeah. got to
0: Chuck Scott a lot of free time.
3: Dan specifically says, Bart's not an idiot. Like, he'll know, but it seems like he might be an idiot <laughs> like, based on how yeah. easily he opens up to Dan for no reason.
0: Yeah, his nemesis is his son, also. Yeah. so spe- I, w- I don't know why he would even talk to him.
3: Uh, spe- speaking, well, he's also the nemesis of his son, so maybe the nemesis of his of his nemesis is his friend.
0: Yeah, I guess so.
3: Wow. Uh, spe- speaking of stupid little idiots, Serena's following her stupid little map and gets a text that <laughs> says, "Look up," and she's on the big screen in Times Square. Like, I, I don't know what you guys think of this, but if I looked up and saw my ugly face on the, on like a big screen in Times Square, I'd be so mad and like also creeped out. Yeah.
0: And he if I saw like... your ugly face on Times Square, I'd be pissed off too. <laughs> yeah.
3: What if you saw your own face on on at Times Square?
0: I'd be, I'd be thrilled. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's great looking.
3: Oh, okay. So this would work on you. <laughs> yeah. Now, now this... I would just want to kiss myself. <laughs> Would this move work on you, Mel, if you looked up and you were just on the big screen for everyone to see?
2: I think my reaction is to be like, ah! like, oh, <laughs> my God. And also, I mean, what a time, because nowadays, if you ended up on that screen, what you would just see is a person taking a photo of themselves on the big screen, right? but they right. didn't really have uh-huh. the camera phone sophistication. So like you had to just live in the moment and either enjoy it or be mm, creeped true. out.
1: Good point.
3: Right. I'm
2: just thinking about the other people in Times Square who are watching Two teenagers make out on the yeah exactly up there. what is that Like, real and weird they, and they do have a deleted scene where the guy who was
3: sitting behind me in Yankee Stadium goes up to Serena. And is like you were real <laughs> professional there. Most people just take pictures of the big screen while they're on it. Yeah. You were you just kept making out with Aaron Rose. That was great. You did a great job. All right, you I'll just see you all later. I got New York City character. I got tickets to Yankee yep. Socks tonight. I'll see you later, Serena. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why they deleted it. I feel like it was kind of integral to the story, but pretty you good. Know, you got to cut the, down these minutes, yeah. these uh, episodes to forty one minutes. So
0: somehow, I hope yeah. our just, lonely like, boys theater is the
2: scene, this deleted <laughs> yeah. scene. So uh, I,
0: I, uh, speaking of them being like teens and kissing on the screen or whatever, like this this scene in particular did not like bother me that that much with the kissing. Maybe because it was it feel it felt further away, but like those scenes later on we're gonna get to where they're kissing. Just like I. I I've never been so uncomfortable watching two people kiss in my entire life. Watching COVID. <laughs> they,
3: have no, they have no chemistry. They doesn't None. look like they want to kiss. They, I
0: don't, I don't I, think Serena wants to kiss. Hannah. Aaron says me.
3: something in this scene that is supposed to be charming, but like I fall asleep while he's saying it because he still doesn't yeah. know how to deliver lines that are And Knowing boring. like
0: he has a slew of women like waiting for him in yeah. line like, grosses me out even more. Like, Why do you like this? Like, I don't know why anyone likes him. And he's just so sleazy. And
2: his he's art's eager. not even that good. Uh, well,
0: no, it's stupid. But, uh, Anyone it, could put a bunch of projectors behind blankets.
3: Stop. You know what? We'll, we'll get to that. But I, I <laughs> okay, feel like, okay. Brendan, uh, maybe you didn't mind this kiss so much because uh, we the music choice of, of Sex on Fire started yeah, yeah. during their Passionate Kiss, um, which is one of three Kings of Leon songs in I this know, episode. I you, know. You could <laughs> tell that.
0: What, what's the name of the uh, director? Again? Uh, Josh
3: Schwartz is the creator of that. Josh Schwartz yeah. must yeah. have literally just found Kings yeah, of Leon. He found Kings of Leon. Episode. He was like, I am getting these guys in the show.
0: Yeah, yeah it's so funny. Either that or Kings I mean, of Leon or so.
3: are just big Gossip Girl fans, and they came to Josh and were like,
0: Probably that. get all of
3: our songs. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised that one of Aaron's many girlfriends didn't like pop up out of nowhere during this scene. Like More to come on that, <laughs> but it would have been great if, it, yeah. <laughs> if they just kind of photobombed the Times Square.
2: Image. I mean, the odds were high. He's dating I know. around so right? much. Yeah. It's got to happen.
3: Yeah. In a small island like Manhattan, when he's dating half of Manhattan, you got to figure. <laughs> yeah. So- uh, Blair now finds Serena in school. Blair, I'm always on hat watch. Blair is, has a lovely hat on. Great this hat, outfit is well.
2: perfection. Yeah, top
3: tier. I, I love it. And Blair immediately needs to slap Serena out of her days. She's like, who cares about pretentious artists Which, when Blair's having a meltdown because uh, Cyrus is completely unsuitable. Uh, Blair probably cares that she's more unsuitable to be like kind of her stepfather than to be her mom's new boyfriend. I think Blair really just cares about uh, you know, her image more so than her mom's happiness, which is Obviously uh evident here. As Blair describes him as five feet tall, has a catchphrase and is a hugger. Um, I don't know. It, Mel, if someone described uh, if described someone that way to you, would you would you give them a chance? Five feet tall has a catchphrase and is a hugger.
2: I mean, I think about it. I also think you missed the best line of all, of course, is uh, that she was expecting Carrie Grimp, but I got Danny DeVito. Yes.
0: That yes. was my
2: <laughs> that was my zinger of the the episode. I mean
0: that how, was a good zinger. How
3: funny would Danny DeVito be in this role?
2: Oh my that god. That would also be so oh. fucking
0: funny. You're just carrying a gun the whole episode.
3: <laughs> Danny DeVito as <laughs> Cyrus Rose
2: would be such inspired casting for this show. <laughs> Does I don't want no spoilers. I really hope Danny DeVito eventually shows up because there's, you know, a few more seasons to go. I stopped around yeah. probably the end of the season or early season 3. It's it's possible. Okay. Cyrus so is a buddy if, from
0: Legion, Danny
2: DeVito. Oh my god.
0: Uh, well, or we just have uh, an episode where uh, Cyrus, like the actor for Cyrus, can't show up and this replace him with Danny DeVito for one episode and they go right back <laughs> yeah. to the other one.
3: Oh, that would be so good. Um, Serena just seems amused at all of this, which is fair because this is much less dramatic than like what Blair usually deals so with. But Serena can't even be bothered to talk to Blair about it because Aaron wants her to be his muse. And uh, but Blair seems like the only person who can see through this loser. Like She is serving as yeah. the audience right now. But uh, Serena has to leave. Uh, but Blair wants to know... like. <laughs> Before Serena leaves, Blair asks, What about the gnome? I have to take him down, which was, <laughs> which was also very, very funny. Um, but, you know, Serena tells her to be Grace Kelly, and Blair's going to somehow try and tolerate him. Uh, Dan has his meeting with Bart. Um, Dan told him he's done with writing now and he wants to get into other things. And since Bart is easily the most successful man he knows, he wants to shadow him. And Bart seems hesitant mm, at first. Taste of the ego. Yeah. Yeah. But Bart seems hesitant. He doesn't have the time, doesn't even have time to go to Rangers games with his son. But Dan knows the quickest way to Bart's heart will be to shit on Rufus. He's like, listen, my dad kind of sucks. <laughs> sucks. He had that hit song in the 90s, but uh, you know he can't build the Manhattan mm. skyline like you can. And Bart's yes, like,
0: yes, your dad does suck.
3: Haha, you know what? Rufus is uh, hes a fine man, but I can see how you'd want more than uh,
0: Rufus <laughs> His Humphrey. music is terrible.
3: <laughs> I heard he hasn't written a song in 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets bart and they're all about my stupid wife <laughs> yeah I, I mean bart falls with this very easily but I, I guess he has no reason to question dan's intentions especially if he gets to sh- talk shit about rufus with someone he's very excited to do so um
0: it's all Pat- always, it takes just to take a little billionaire's ego and they they'll you know let you in
3: absolutely so uh, Jenny finds Agnes now, and she is pissed and has been waiting for Agnes all day. And if we're talking ito- iconic hat games, then Agnes in the uh, in the sun hat with the sunglasses indoors look. Might have to take the cake for this episode.
0: That is good. I, I'll give her that. We love a good, a good giant hat with a hangover.
3: Oh, yes. And, yeah, she must have had a wild night. She's very hungover. She went out with Creepy Max again. Uh, they yeah. did God knows what. I- I'm just happy we didn't have to see Creepy Max in this episode. Um, yeah, he would
0: have made everyone get shirtless again.
3: Exactly. Oh, taking everyone's picture. Uh and Agnes just not taking any of this seriously. And Jenny Jenny is all of a sudden like the parent that has to deal with the rebellious teenager now. Like looks like the old shoe is on the old other foot with Jenny.
0: <laughs> yeah, the old other foot. Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting that she was not invited to this uh, party, whatever she whatever they were doing.
3: I don't think creepy Max likes her anymore ever since she invited Nate to his yeah, that's house.
0: Good. <laughs> also missing from this episode, interestingly enough. Yeah,
3: Nate, Vanessa, and Lily all missing from this episode.
0: Yeah.
2: Not, okay okay
3: not one of
0: those. Not
2: I missed. I mean, yeah,
3: very happy that Vanessa was gone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I, as a Vanessa fan, even I could say, I mean, wasn't missed this episode. I mean, what would wasn't she, had, what would she just, have What she done in this episode? There's just so much happening; you can't get everybody in an episode. I did yeah. miss. I did miss yeah. Lily a little bit because I, I am a really big Lily yes. fan. Yeah.
3: Yes. Oh, who isn't? Who isn't these days? New I think segment.
0: Where, where, I was on Lily Hot today, and she did not show up. So.
3: <laughs> oh great! Right, we'll have to cut that segment out, I guess. Um, yeah. I, I think if Vanessa's in this episode, her whole role is probably just to be like. Once again, eating breakfast in the loft, uh, now that Nate's not there. Just being a parrot to Rufus, like, yeah, Dan, I don't think you should run this story, Dan. <laughs> yeah, like, who's eating Rufus' at some Rufus's point, like, food? talking to
0: Jenny about, like, Nate is going to come up, I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, she's she still pissed at for Jenny for, uh, for yeah. smooching
3: with Nate in front of her. Right. So, uh, again... This, this was just going so well, but it sucks that it's not even Jenny who's screwing this up right now. It's Agnes, who we were just praising last episode for being such a good friend to Jenny. But, you know, obviously, Agnes, she's still a teenager, too. She wants to have her fun. She doesn't care if this ends up not working out because she—unlike Jenny, she has plenty to fall back on. Like, Jenny's really the one who has to care about this. So it, it makes sense that Jenny's the one doing the homework and Agnes is just, you know, screwing around. So it, it kind of puts them in, like, an unfair dynamic to begin with. Like, Agnes has all the power in this relationship.
0: Yeah, she really does. And it, so does she get paid— to, to do like modeling or is she an is she independent also like what is her actual day-to-day because it doesn't seem like she has cause she's young enough where she shouldn't have an apartment either she isn't she also like 16
3: well she's living with her mom right because didn't rufus talk oh, she to agnes's mom and said that it's okay that's oh, okay all right um, i mean I yeah mean, i guess agnes is
2: just being a professional model right now but i so i watched many a seasons of top model and so like you would think that she would be going out on, you know, some go sees, booking some gigs, trying to really work and hustle. But she's just too busy being hungover and drinking vitamin water um, <laughs> to even care about her modeling yeah. career or this new burgeoning fashion design business that they've started. Right, and we the modeling should... world
0: does start when you're pretty young, right? It's, it's not like you don't start this when you're 18. Like if you want to get going, like now,
2: you it know, seems like. in your prime. Who knows yeah. what you'll True. look like by the time you're 18 years old. Yeah, <laughs>
3: Exactly. You're an you're a aging veteran when you turn 18. And we, we should touch on the vitamin water here. Notably, there is a big bottle of vitamin water in front of Agnes, who is drinking that. And then whenever the shot pans out, we also see that there is, I believe, nine bottles of vitamin water all stacked on top of each I other. You had
0: them counted. Wow.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so vitamin water all over this scene. 50 Cent Very Happy.
0: And props for to Vitamin Water for I don't know if they've ever really changed their labels or anything like that. They look so, look yeah. exactly the same as they do in twenty twenty two,
2: and probably same yeah, flavors. We can, still rec-
3: we can still recognize it in every single episode of the season two Vitamin Water. I mean, the unofficial tenth main character of the show.
0: Is that an official count? Is it been here in every episode of the season?
3: Probably not, but they've been there a lot. I think almost—I'd so
0: say most of them, maybe eight out of ten. If
3: we're keeping track, uh, in the first season, the unofficial tenth character uh, was Cedric, the Cabbage Patch doll. He's kind of taken a backseat <laughs> in this season, sure. so now Vitamin Water, I believe, is is the unofficial tenth. The All right, and we'll,
0: we'll keep watch every season to <laughs> exactly. see it is.
3: That's capital. It'll we'll be an honorary reward uh, award at the end of the at the okay, end of the yeah. season. So. Yeah. So Jenny's pleading with Agnes to find them a new business manager. She lays it all out. She's like, I-, I dropped out of school. I left home. I quit my job. My dad hates me now. Also, I could do this, but Agnes doesn't care. And you know, I- I've no. had hangovers so bad that I wouldn't care about anything either. So I, I see where Agnes is coming from, at least.
0: shes like, I guess a little bit, but you're starting to see her true colors here, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I can't believe she can be out in public that hungover. I mean, I feel like I would just be yeah, laying yeah, right? in bed, but it sounds like she never went home. She's just been That's at true. this diner- with two uneaten glazed donuts and a tower of vitamin water and just yeah. sleep on the counter.
3: Agnes's mom must be very laid back. As Rufus said, she's more uh, Courtney Love than June Cleaver, but <laughs> still a good mom, according to Rufus. So, um, And while Agnes is in the bathroom puking, Jenny's going to steal the master list of managers here. I don't know. Like, their partners here. Shouldn't Jenny have had access to this list to begin with?
0: That's also true. Yeah, Definitely.
3: But Agnes has been... a uh, just being like the more organized one. Yeah, yeah, true. Agnes just wants to hold something over Jenny so she can't leave because this is exactly what would happen as soon as Jenny gets her hands on it. She uh, makes right, a call. Right, because unfortunately she...
0: they both need each other. A little right. bit. Like, you know, she needs uh, Agnes's connections and Agnes needs her talent. So. Exactly. It's like
2: Shark Tank. Exactly. You know, you're getting with Mark Cuban to, to get that contact list so that you can get into the big box retailers. That's right.
3: Yeah. Agnes is too busy puking in the bathroom, and for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> so Dan, Dan and Bart are getting along now. Uh, Bart has the audacity to ask Dan if he wants to discuss business over that a ranger is, game oh my, on Tuesday oh night—the very ranger game that Chuck got them tickets to. Just this is what do you so think shitty. You can't get any worse. Oh my, oh god. my god! I almost god. gave him an LVP on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I almost oh. just stopped watching the episode. As like, he walks in, too. as Chuck walks Poor in, guy. while this is happening, like Chuck, Chuck came to have. Robert, who I guess is uh, works for Bart, to have Robert clear Bart's schedule so he could hang out with his dad for once. And now he sees that so his sad. nemesis, who has already betrayed him once this season, is now stealing his dad and going to the Rangers games that Chuck got the tickets for and Bart already said he didn't have time for it. Like, It's pretty fucked up. For, I'm obviously fucked up from Bart, but pretty fucked up from Dan, too, who just doesn't care anymore ever since last week.
0: Yeah, I guess, but I don't think Dan knows the circumstances of like the tickets.
3: Well, he knows
2: he's stealing... Chuck's dad well I I mean he knows the backstory he knows they hate him or have a a fraught relationship I mean he wrote a a story exactly. about it with a, a date for a title yet again. Right. Yeah. yeah like he the understands if anyone going, yeah, to if work anyone's going to go to this game, but he could never work junk. in. The, you know, he can't work for the New York magazine because they would ask for him to do a headline. They were like, "The date's not going to sell papers. Like, we need to work yeah. <laughs> on this."
3: Gossip Girl needs to work on the titles of their own episodes, and then also on yes. the titles of Dan's fictional stories. They just can't get. Anything yeah, that through. just
0: Josh Schwartz can't do. Yeah.
3: This... <laughs> it would be a disaster if the name of every Gossip Girl episode was just the date.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't think we'd be better than what they have now so.
3: yeah i'd be like brendan brendan do you get what the references of this title it's titled uh november 8th 19 uh, 2008 <laughs> you'd be like uh, i don't know it's just a bunch of numbers again could be anything
0: it could <laughs> be anything
3: <laughs> brendan it is once is you're now 0 for 10 the, the date this episode <laughs> takes place <laughs> so now we
0: have But uh, you know i i'm kind of a little bit uh, on Dan's side here because I'm, I'm glad that he's going for it you know he's, he's he's gonna make the choice to go all in and that's what he's doing he he can't go halfway if Bart wants him to do this he's gotta, he's gotta do it he's gotta get this, that information
3: wow so fuck Chuck says Brendan
0: I'm sorry I mean I love Chuck but I, I thought you were you know, a Chuck if, boy Yeah. I am a Chuck boy but this is the direction Dan's going he saw what Jenny's been getting by you know trying to do whatever it takes to get her own way and he's gonna do the same thing and if he's gonna try to do that then you know go wow. balls deep
3: Brendan's a Stan Humphrey now just today just today I know
0: well you know I I flip flop a little bit later in the episode because you know just the way we'll talk about it later but that elevator scene just gets me a little bit Mm
3: -hmm, mm -hmm. so Blair Eleanor and Cyrus are all together now Cyrus is complaining about how expensive these flowers are he wants to get them somewhere else uh Cyrus also knows that Eleanor loves Cyndi Lauper, which Blair corrects him and says actually they both do. They used to dance around and sing. Girls just want to have fun together, which truly can't imagine that, but good for Blair and Eleanor. No. Um, Cyrus has gotten him and Eleanor tickets to see Cyndi Lauper so they can be out of Blair's hair for her big birthday. Um, but this year, Blair actually wants her mom there. You know, Blair's turning into adult, so parents are welcome. I, it's it a grown-up up party. I wouldn't want no. a bunch of adults at my 18th birthday party. That sounds miserable. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, so Cyrus agrees to return the tickets, but Eleanor like shuts that down immediately. She's like, "No, nah, we'll celebrate Blair's birthday on her real birthday next week. We're not gonna have her control our night out. We're going to see Cyndi Lauper." But um, they end up not going to Cyndi Lauper. So yeah,
0: they, this is classic like shitty Eleanor behavior right now. But luckily, she's overshadowed by how shitty Bart's been.
3: Yeah, I like how Cyrus right away wants to uh, wants yeah. to cancel. Like, oh, let's just let's cancel the what tickets. Nice we we'll go to we'll go to Blair's birthday instead. But. But, uh, no, Eleanor shuts that down. Uh, Jenny's back with our physics teacher, Mr. Smith, and uh, she claims <laughs> that she's completely severed ties with Agnes. Uh, and it turns out she didn't even need Agnes. I mean, once she got the master list, yeah. she, uh, she had all the stuff she needed, as this guy's happy to work with her alone. The only problem is she has to be 18, but she is only 15, which means she has to get the paper signed by a parent. So, uh Uh-oh. Looks like Jenny may need Daddy Dilth after all. Unless, Daddy Dilth. Unless the whole Allison thing works out. That was my first thought, too. Like, why not just go to Allison? And she, to her credit, she does try. She takes
0: her shot with Allison first. I don't know why, she, why. Does Allison even know what the hell's going on in their lives? Like, why? How does she know to, to say no to this? Yeah, that's well, what I
2: totally thought. Allison would just sign it because right. she's, she's like,
0: so popular. Sure.
3: Well, according yeah. to uh, Jenny, she didn't want to get in the middle of things. So Allison must know that if Jenny's coming to her, it must be because Rufus is not going to say yes. Yeah. So, she's like,
0: oh, I don't even talk to you, so right. <laughs> something so must be going on. So she
3: brings it to Rufus first, just in case, which ends up being, I guess, the right move depending on how you look at it. Although, how tough would it be to like forge one of their signatures? Are they really going to go like?
0: That's what I hunt- thought she was going to do at some point. Are they
3: going to hunt down Rufus and, like, try to match his signature with the one? Like, I don't know. Could she have just forced just the one signature? signature. That's yeah. all I
0: need. Yeah. No paperwork. Just just the one sig.
3: They don't need to see Rufus sign it. They just need it signed.
0: Yeah. Easy. Seems like I've I've work- forged my fair share of uh, homework signatures in school.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Um, I, unlike you, always did my homework, so I didn't need to forge signatures.
0: Well, I would just forget to get the signature, so I would just do it the morning of. Ah, of course, of course. I would do the homework, though. Um, so
3: Serena shows up to get her picture taken by Aaron. I really can't care about the two of them or the storyline at all. I don't even know what we're supposed to make of this scene. Like, Aaron wants her to do poses for him. Serena's all giggly Ugh. at first, and then he takes her so picture. Cringy. Like, What is he supposed to get at this? Like, I guess they're showing us that this is a fun couple or something so that we feel betrayed
2: when Danielle drops by. So here's the thing, too. I guess so. He said, like, do you want to pose for me? He didn't say, you are my muse. He just said, like, I'm just going to come take pictures of you. And then there's also, at some point, all this video stuff, which a great throwback to the giant video camera uh, really (laughs) took us back into the the mid-2000s. But it was just weird, though I will say the photos they took of uh, Serena were pretty beautiful. The video was goofy, though.
3: The pictures were good. The scene just made me uncomfortable Yes, (laughs) Serena. Yeah.
0: It made me uncomfortable because I feel like, josh schwartz sees himself through this guy too which may be more it just made me think about like oh he loved taking pictures of this 19 year old actress
3: wow you're so you're yeah. you're really uh, calling josh schwartz a, a bit of a perv here
0: maybe a little bit well now we're never Could gonna be. get him
3: on the podcast
0: <laughs> I, I, I booked him for next season oh wow he, he's okay oh. good yeah, he knows uh, he's sh- here to defend himself
3: <laughs> yeah it's gonna be gotcha journalism here <laughs> yeah Um, Chuck is spying on Dan. He sees Dan meeting with Shapiro, calls someone named Jillian. He has this conversation, like, we're supposed to know who Jillian is. I, uh, are we? Is Jillian a character that we're supposed to know of?
0: I don't know. She's like, oh, I I never thought thought. I'd hear from
3: you again. I said, but whatever. All right. So, uh, he tries to get information on Dan, but she just tells him he's about to meet with her boss at New York Magazine and that she has to go. So Chuck now knows that Dan is working for, uh, New York Magazine. Doesn't know the specifics exactly, but... It's enough for him to, like, put together the pieces here. And now, unfortunately, we have to get more Aaron and Serena. Serena has brought him breakfast as he's finished his art project. And what is it? It's just pictures and videos of her on, like, bedsheets that are hung up.
0: (laughs) They're just all going at once. And you have to walk. I guess you walk through it and you're just surrounded by Serena's face very up close.
3: Yep, that's what it is, and he, somehow enough to get Serena to make out with him again as Danielle shows up, who's another yeah. model from We've been waiting all episode for something like this to happen, knew it was going to happen eventually. Uh, Serena right away is like, oh, I thought modeling was our thing, but he is doing a series, and so Serena snaps out of it temporarily again, leaves without even really thinking of an excuse as Danielle takes her coffee that she just brought. Um, Aaron,
2: again. Is, uh, so is, it,
0: this, is a series just like the same thing, but yeah. different girls' faces? Yeah, I guess.
2: Just a lot of sheets. (laughs) By the way, he doesn't want to be like, I don't want to be in my, he says something later like about not wanting to be like typical New York and his parents' wealth. And it's like, how are you buying all those sheets? Sheets are very expensive. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of a
3: hypocrite here. Um, A little bit. Like I was saying earlier, Aaron doesn't even care enough to tell Danielle like, oh, someone's over, by the way. Could you come back? later no. like Aaron gives no shits like he's he, no. he has to know that this is going to make Serena feel bad if Daniel just shows up while they're making out but he shows up doesn't care she's just like oh Serena you can stay while I'm modeling while this other girl is modeling for me and doesn't understand why Serena would want to leave so he's just such a little shit I hate him
0: yeah, he really is
2: was he trying to sneak a threesome I don't care for it that's weird uh, this is the this is the, uh, the
3: yeah I don't the, know. the Ruppel theorem any scene with three people in a, is, got, a got a threesome <laughs> has the potential to be a threesome
0: and you know I think if he wants this art show to be a little edgier too I think since he's got all these women each person's version of their series should have had the bedsheets have like uh coitus stains on them with that <laughs> okay girl. all right, all
3: right. What, what is going on here Brendan? i think that
0: would have been more personal it's not
3: that kind of podcast
0: <laughs> okay
2: <laughs> i will say though that that does sound more like what kind of a weird art it, it installation would be again. yeah it does
0: <laughs> um, so thanks for backing me up
3: Dan, Dan calls Shapiro, tells him that the story may not be as tough to crack as they thought because Dan is staring at an email from a uh, lovelace2 at anonymousurl.com. Wait, said, can we
2: break down this email address real quick? <laughs> because I wrote this down. Yeah, of because... course.
3: Love, lovelace2 at anonymousurl.com.
2: Now, do you know what the references are? Like, <laughs> sort of like the episode title. Do you know what this reference is?
3: No. Uh, no. What is Lovelace2?
2: Okay. This is like we're going real historically here. Lovelace, Linda Lovelace, was the actress in the movie Deep Throat, the iconic porn uh, movie of the '70s. And Deep Throat, of course, was the uh, alias used for Watergate, the you know big political scandal. So this is a whole play on wow the Nixon Watergate what a pull. thing. What
0: a <laughs> <laughs> deep deep cut. Can't yeah. be bothered
3: to come up with good uh, story titles for Dan's stories, but they're going yeah. all in on the on the. Uh... Anonymous the, the email addresses from people. Yeah.
2: Um, should we buy anonymousurl.com from GoDaddy after this? Is yeah. it taking? Yeah, probably.
0: I don't know. We'll have to. I see. think so. Also, we'll turn that into Lonely Boy's. Dan's com.
2: email is at stjude's.org. Mm-hmm. Is that not, not edu. The, Right. Is that not a charity? <laughs> Isn't St. Jude's like a big charity?
3: It is. It, but it's also the name of his school.
2: Right, but like, but a .org. You got the oh
3: yeah, the .org would be. Yeah, I don't know how this. <laughs> this I'm going to email
2: this here. address and see if somebody. Had, at St. Jude's Dan says, will leave me answer. alone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so the email says, meet me Saturday, corner of Woolworth Park, 10 a.m. I can tell you something about BB you need to know. BB, kind of a cute nickname for Bart Bass. Kind of cute. Yeah. yeah. Um, Humanizes
0: him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Eleanor is glowing. According to Rhoda, she has a glow like a Chinese lantern, and it's because Eleanor is in love. But Blair interrogates her, wants to know how she can love Cyrus when he does all the things she hates. Uh, much like Brendan, uses the wrong fork, slurps his soup, wears sports socks, he's short and pushy, he's nothing like daddy. Um
2: Well, that's probably a good <laughs> those thing. those last two
0: especially describe me, by
2: the way. <laughs> yeah, the sports sock was a real come at me because they're very yeah. comfortable. Yeah, that's true.
0: Whenever I, mean, I see my dad, I saw my dad last night. He's like, you're nothing like daddy.
2: I think you should
3: change your Twitter said, bio to, to nothing like daddy.
0: <laughs> I think so.
3: they <laughs> will. But Eleanor likes him precisely because he's nothing like daddy. And it just goes to show you, love conquers all those little things like slurping soup. And I, for one, am happy that Eleanor has found love. I love that she didn't need to find it with someone ridiculously attractive or tall or with hair. Um, as she loves Cyrus because Cyrus is iconic and lovable and good for Eleanor.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah you got to like Eleanor a little bit more. Yeah. Just for yeah, this alone. Yeah, you
3: really do. Um, and as, as soon as Eleanor leaves, though, Blair turns to Dorota and says, Screw Grace Kelly. I need this scheme. And to scheme. Which Dorota just says,
0: Oh, no. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, Derda has a couple great. Like that Chinese lantern line was great. The yeah. Ono was great.
3: She's knocking it out of the park here. Her her uh, yeah. her barrel whatever stat that is Coming a star her, her barrel rating. Her, yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, d- uh, Blair needs to go find some dirt on Cyrus now. A lot of dirt finding in this episode as Dan is meeting with the mystery guy and this guy tells Bart. Uh, or tells Dan that Bart bought some condos in '87. The market crashed. He couldn't afford to complete the project, so they mysteriously burned down. And Bart collected the insurance and used it c- to create his empire. Don't know who this random guy is. Don't know how he knows all this. Don't know why he's telling Dan. I just yeah.
0: How is this confirmable? You know, like how does how does this check out? <laughs> we don't see don't Dan know.
3: confirming it. The next scene, he just says, "I thought it was bullshit, but it all checks out. I checked it, and, it, yeah, and it's yeah. I just all has good. To his word for it. <laughs> yeah, I checked the
2: evidence. It all checks out. Nothing to see here." People do investigative <laughs> journalism for months, years, and Dan yeah. cracked the case in twenty four hours and somehow got an informant to also email this range. Who is this guy? Address. Why did he How? Want to Where? And then also He's been
0: holding on to this until Dan wants to know about it. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. Did Dan put out like a Craigslist ad? Like does anyone know anything about Bart Bess? <laughs> was he going through all the lovelaces like he tried lovelace one at anonymous they didn't yeah, have anything maybe. so he yep. tried lovelace two and they luckily the second lovelace just happened to have some information on bart
0: that could be it that's how i found my girlfriend that's how i found the co- girlfriend of the pod i would just make up phone numbers and whoever answered <laughs> i went on a date with them
3: wow that's such would a good you, like, idea want a date with me i slurp my soup i'm nothing like that <laughs> <laughs> and i don't overpay that's for exactly peonies it.
1: never overpay for peonies
3: (laughs) so uh dan like i said he's talking to rufus about this he's done his research all the evidence checks out we can just take his word for it this article could change dan's life if he goes through with it and uh rufus though thinking of the other people involved says it could also change serena's life and lily's life and the whole family's life but let's be honest he really only cares about about lily probably
0: yeah but he Um, should he should be down for this too he should want Bart be taken down and like yeah, right? the family because then Lily's free again.
3: Yeah, but he's. Is... And also, like,
0: shouldn't we always be down to like take down a billionaire?
3: Yes, we and and I will I will get into that. Like I mean, let's get into it now. Uh, let's let's have the ethics 101 course. Like who is in the right here, Dan or Rufus? Like the thing is, Dan has a point that Bart's shittiness should be exposed. Like take down all the billionaires, especially when they're doing shady right. stuff. But the thing is, I don't believe that that's why Dan's going through with it. Like no, he, you're absolutely right. Dan wants to do it for selfish reasons, which I think is shitty. Like Dan, I think yes. is willing to. Uh, tear down the family of his friend serena and lily who again has been nothing but good to them and um someone who is not his friend in chuck but would still be ruined by this just because he wants to be like a big shot writer but on yeah. the other yeah. hand like yeah bart should be taken down but i i think dan's motives here are not pure
0: that's a side effect it's just like this also helps but like i'm doing this for selfish gain yeah, but if it helps to take down a billionaire like a whatever dan's pretending, like, i think i like, think he he's he's trying to i put it towards his dad like as if that's the main goal yeah he's pretending like
3: exactly he's pretending like he's doing it for the noble reason but i mean how do you feel mel like you have to figure that that is not the case here
2: right wouldn't you just throwing out that reported to the authorities then who have to do like actual (laughs) investigation not like just read a paper like i know it would probably start a chain of things but i think we're starting to get a bit more of and i mean we had it like early in the season we saw kind of dan like like screwing around at the beginning that. Like he's a bit more selfish than the Dan we knew in season one and a bit more conniving. Mm-hmm. And also like Jenny's sibling eventually is gonna pick up a few tricks. So it's I guess in a way an interesting character evolution, but of course, classic Dan, which is a he's not gonna go through with it and you know. Yeah. yeah. But I guess it's a did, good thing yeah, in a sense. I
3: did love season one Dan, and Dan yeah. has always been one of my favorite characters, but in this rewatch I've been uh souring him on, on a season two Dan. I've not liked him uh as much as I as much as I have at all.
0: Yeah, I haven't loved him this season that much either, but this episode, he comes back a little bit for me in a different way. He's not the yeah, same yeah. Dan. Way. I, I grew to love her initially, but I'm, I'm interested in this.
3: We need more Dan just being like the outsider making like wisecracks. He's too he's too involved. Yeah, in. he's yeah. too he's That's too more lovable. In it. He's become inside. He's on the inside now. Yeah, you're right. Um, so Dan just needs to get a statement from Bart. Rufus is clearly disappointed in him, but uh, doesn't have time to lecture now because he gets a call from our other favorite parent, Allison. It turns out Jenny did try to go... ...to her to get the paper signed. Good idea. You know, might as well take that shot. But uh, Rufus isn't done with Dan yet, but he has to leave to find Jenny... ...to to see what all of this is about. And uh, Blair having dinner with Cyrus. Blair's trying to find some dirt on Cyrus... ...but Cyrus has nothing but lovely things to say about Eleanor. So uh, Blair does get Cyrus to open up and talk about his ex-wife, Alice... Uh, they married young. They were fond of each other, but not passionate. Then he went to Vietnam and fell in love with a Vietnamese girl named Kim Lee, and it ends up being this really tragic story where Cyrus wanted to do the right thing and break the marriage off with Alice because he's actually in love now. But then Kim Lee dies when her village gets attacked. Like, oh my god, justice for yeah. Kim Lee here is so heartbreaking. So
2: the first and- time I, because I watched the episode three times now, I liked oh, it wow. really. Prep. So the Watch first like Jenny, time,
3: you did your homework
2: exactly. But the oh, first yeah. time I watched the episode, I couldn't remember like any of like i didn't remember it from back in the day so i didn't know if this was serious or not because this is like eerily similar to the plot of the musical miss saigon so i didn't know that this was like already like a ruse i was very confused like once
0: you know that he's kind of playing along with her game like maybe this was like a right. story to, to give her information yeah, like, that she wanted i was like
2: oh is he like setting her up already like right. he knows but um obviously that wasn't the case mm-hmm. but it is like eerily similar to the plot of miss saigon
3: Not to bring up The Office again, but, like, when Michael wants to have everyone share their stories of grief and they just start saying the plot of, like, The Lion King and (laughs) (laughs) and then Kevin ruins it by talking about Weekend at Bernie's. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good times. Um, Good times. So – Anyway, Cyrus was still able to realize that he had to break off the marriage with Alice because, you know, if he could feel this way about someone else, he's obviously not in love with Alice. And they parted as good friends. Like, they stayed friends and everything. Um, and luckily for Cyrus, he ended up feeling this way again years later for Eleanor, and his prayers Aww. were answered. And, you know, I usually don't care about old people, but even I was charmed by this story. It
0: was sweet. That's that the Cyrus nice. effect, They're baby.
3: Sweet. Blair, on the and other hand, just, uh, just, just scrambling. Like, Blair
0: was like, the, the, the face she was giving him, to it was like, I don't want to say sexual because that's I say that word too much <laughs> in the podcast, but it's lost it all like, meaning. she, she, yeah, yeah, it really has. She looks at him with such love, like I, I guess because mm-hmm. she's c- been given exactly what she wanted, information-wise. But like, it's like she's turned on when her own plans are going her way.
3: Yeah, nothing gets Blair turned on <laughs> more than uh, getting <laughs> getting dirt on
0: someone. Scheming. Yes, yeah. yeah. She's just like so scrambling.
3: Like this is such a nice story, and she's scrambling to just try and spin it in a way that benefits her.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's really, it shouldn't give her any ammo, but it, somehow it does. Hey,
3: she does it. I mean, at least momentarily. Serena, yeah. on the phone with Aaron, wants to take Aaron to one of her favorite spots, but he is still in the studio with Danielle. And Aaron is such a fuckboy. Not a Chuck boy. We appreciate the Chuck boys. Ugh. But Aaron, Aaron is Chuck such boys, a fuckboy yeah. that Serena says, oh, I didn't realize you were still working. And instead of just going with that, he says, no, 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 we're just hanging, actually. We're, we're just hanging. <laughs> and I guess good for him for being honest, but, like, how did he think this would come off? I mean... I guess we just have to accept that this man is a sociopath who either truly yep. doesn't care about how he makes other people feel or maybe he, like, gets off on being vaguely shitty to Serena.
0: Is this a scene with the candles also?
3: Um, No, no, no. That's where Serena right? confronts them. We will get to those candles, of course. Oh,
0: okay, okay. Thank God.
3: Yeah. This is just the phone scene. But, yeah. So, I mean, this guy's a sociopath. There's no other way to describe it. I am diagnosing him as a sociopath.
0: But yes, also when he like, when he's like, oh yeah, we'll get to that, that puppet thing later. Like he seems also disinterested in. Yeah, what he's like, ah, oh, can we just do, do it also- tomorrow? Please? Yeah, he doesn't give yeah. a shit.
3: Yeah. So Eleanor now knocks on Blair's door. She asks Blair if she's done yet, because um, she knows Cyrus told her about the lunch, and while Cyrus was charmed, Eleanor knows that Blair always has an agenda.
2: Oh, so, this scene got me. Oh my yeah. god, it was so well, good.
3: Blair is such a gifted actor. She plays it off very innocently. But Eleanor knows her daughter. And uh, Eleanor is so confident that she didn't find anything because Cyrus is the most upstanding man she's ever met. She doesn't even seem phased by it, which, you know, see see how happy people can be in this world when they stop giving a shit about, like, money and power and just settle down with an actual decent person. Like, that nice? Eleanor yeah. doesn't have a care yeah. in the world. Like, I hope I'm not coming off, like, one of those Reddit nice guys where I'm just like, women just need to start dating nice guys. But, like, not, not. I, I mean, like, actual <laughs> decent people, not, like, the Reddit nice yeah. guys. Yeah. Um, But Blair doesn't care how happy her mom is, and (laughs) spins Cyrus' story to make it sound like he cheated on his ex-wife and had an affair, and then she, like, apologizes as if she gives a shit. Yeah, so, she really is. A,
0: she's The character is a good actor. As we, we always say, the character yeah. herself is a good actor as well. Yeah.
3: Yes, Blair is a great actor. And obviously, a bad look on Blair not caring about her mom's happiness and trying to sabotage it. But, I mean, at the same time, can you really blame her it's after tough, all this, these years?
0: This is what we know about Blair.
3: Yeah, I mean, after is. all these years also of Eleanor not caring about Blair's happiness, really. And Blair is still just a kid for a few more days at least. She is uh, not 18 just yet. She's still technically a kid. So um... Yeah, she's
0: just still got this immature character trait about her, and we we love her yeah. for
3: it. Yeah, exactly. I don't agree with it, but I'm just saying. Like, I get why Blair's acting out here, and at least she will come around eventually.
0: I've just gotten uh, a delivery from Girlfriend oh. of the Pod. Gave me a dragon fruit power C vitamin water.
2: <gasps> oh wow! <laughs>
1: wow.
0: Shout now, out what to is, Nicole.
2: What and is it? It's not a sponsored ad. Uh, yeah. What is its uh, vitamin benefits for you? Is it a revive for your hangover or something different?
0: This one just says it's heavy on vitamin C. Uh, it's got 200% antioxidant and vitamin C. 100% vitamins B5, B6, B12, and 25% zinc and chromium. Wow. So I think I think this is like an old classic.
3: Get vitamin water. Yeah. Good for any occasion, vitamin not water. just hangovers.
2: Yeah, I have my <laughs> yeah. my uh, shine, which includes vitamin B7 and biotin. Wow.
0: Amazing. Please sponsor I mean, us is vitamin is, water. This is um, a a parasy. I'm guessing it's for um, to avoid sickness here's my guess. We should just play this. to be you know, at, at the beginning. It used of the to be pod. Prince slays the dragon and gets to save the princess. But it's 2021 now. Oh wow, old bottle. <laughs> it's slay the dragon fruit flavored vitamin water and get the vitamin C. I are you drinking expired vitamin water right now? <laughs> I, I think so. I think <laughs> yeah. I, these are Brandon, straight
2: from go? the pyramid from 2008 <laughs> episode. <laughs> Brennan's gonna be puking yeah. like
3: Agnes is by the end of this podcast. Yeah.
0: yeah, Prince slays the dragon and gets to save the princess. But it's 20, 2007 now. <laughs>
3: So Agnes gets a call. Um, unfortunately, this receptionist somehow mixed up Jenny and Agnes' phone numbers. Again, this lady almost got an LVP on the spot for me just for this major <laughs> screw up here, which is going to lead to chaos because now Agnes knows that Jenny went ahead without her to meet with the manager. And again, can she blame her? Jenny gave her so many opportunities, pretty much begged her to just find them a manager, and she flat out refused. Jenny had no choice but to move on without her.
0: It sucks. If it wasn't for this phone call, Jenny might have succeeded.
3: Yeah. And, I um, mean, she's.
0: They're still later on. We like. There's still a little bump in the road as far as getting that signature, but um, she seems to have figured out a way to get around that. And honestly, by the end of the episode, maybe Rufus has turned around. But mm-hmm. this phone call really does. Uh, it's, it's just she's trying so hard, and nothing's going her yeah. way. Right. I now.
3: mean, besides Agnes just being insane, which she will admit to later. How can she even be mad at Jenny for this? Like, she, Jenny told her what she needed to do, and Agnes just didn't do it.
0: Right. I guess this is again like just showing their age.
3: You know what? It, you know what it reminds me of, Brendan. Back, back when we were seniors in high school and we went to prom, oh, no. I, I had a prom date all, all lined up. And I said, listen, I will take care of everything. You just have to get us onto a prom bus, right? Be, be, that's the only thing because you have friends that are <laughs> okay. dealing with all the prom buses. I don't have any friends with that. I can't. If, if it's up to me we will be going to prom in my mom's minivan. And I would just rather not go to prom at that point. Like I, I'm canceling the right. event. I'm not showing up to prom <laughs> in my with mom's my mom minivan. driving, the two of us. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I said, just find us a bus. And you know what? They never did. Weeks went by. We were still busless. And so I had to abandon the prom date and find someone who could who could get me onto a bus. Wow. And
0: I didn't know that's why you jumped ship. I had no that idea. That was the
3: first time. I famously went through three,
0: well, <laughs> three <laughs> prom okay. dates
3: before, find, before finding my third. But yeah. So you told
0: you told them, you're, I'm not going with you. I'm getting with someone who has a bus...
3: I mean, that's not what I said. That's not I said. But <laughs> okay, what I, yeah. I, said, uh, listen, this is not going to work, work out. I can't. I, first of all, I didn't want to go to prom with them to begin with. They, she kind of just inserted herself. Anyway, the parallels are one to one. This is exactly. This is exactly. She, the from what I remember, thing.
0: she was younger. She, she would have been able to go to prom if it wasn't right. for you a senior. <laughs> right. Yeah,
2: and then she still did go to prom. It's the exact yeah, same
3: scenario. It was what I'm I would saying. say. Um, you know,
2: don't go into business with somebody you've only known for seven days. That's only a year or two older than you, and you're also both not eight. And have any expertise in anything? Exactly. Yeah,
3: that is that is the moral of both there of our go. stories, both my prom story yes, and, exactly. and Jenny's story. Oh, and I just remembered, I'm speaking to the prom king himself. I'm speaking what? of
0: what? Yes, <laughs> yes, you are.
2: Prom king, the creepy Brendan uncle. Ruffle. Prom king. Yeah. My school didn't have <laughs> oh, uh, that kind of stuff. No prom oh, king. You missed out. It was
0: a, it was an amazing year for uh, runners in 2012. The, oh, runners killed it for uh, a couple the, of years. The homecoming the homecoming king was a cross country runner, and the uh, prom king was a a track runner i think so what it just says we, we, is we that uh it.
3: the the track and cross country people in our school knew how to organize they knew how to get the votes together they knew how to how to uh
0: <laughs> yeah it, was, it wasn't anything about our charm or people enjoying our presence it was just about the organization and just rallying up those votes did you
2: organize <laughs> a party bus
0: i didn't i was also just kind of jumped onto somebody else i was another like a limo full of maybe like only 10 people and i didn't really know any of them
3: I ended up getting on your bus. Don't worry. No no worries there. Okay, good.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: and my prom date, the one I did end up going to prom date was very lovely. Just, But enough of that tangent. Um, <laughs> we we need to get to the event of the week, which is Blair's 18th birthday party. And again, these poor minions, so desperate for boyfriends. Uh, again, love the running joke there. Blair, better spirits now that she's ruined her mother's life. So she's down to listen to Serena's problems. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Serena tells her what's going on with Aaron. Blair's 18 now, so she's too adult to say, I told you so. Uh don't think that will stick very long, but but for now. No. <laughs> um So Serena tells Blair what happened, but Blair thinks this is a good thing because now she can get out of this relationship. Blair's making a lot of sense here.
1: hmm
0: It's true. How many signs does with Serena their, need? With Sorry their friendship. to cut you off. When, whenever no, it's all right. Like, but just whenever they're on good terms, all their relationship is is like Blair having stupid problems and Serena just being like, Blair, just shut up. Just it's not a big deal. And then whenever <laughs> Serena comes back to Blair with her problems, Blair's like, I've been telling you this the whole time.
3: <laughs> exactly. It's a great friendship. Yes, gotta love the friendship. Um, Jenny comes home to find Agnes, and apparently she just missed Rufus, who was apparently ringing the buzzer for an hour. Always. Which another thing... crazy dad Rufus. Another, another scene. I wish could have seen of this. Apparently, at this point, there's a moment in every episode where Rufus just goes insane and does something wild. This week, he stood at a door for an hour just ringing a doorbell, and I have to admire his persistence at the very least. Wish we could have seen this a little bit. Just him getting progressively more and more mad as no one answers the door. <laughs>
0: Um, and all he could do, he could even like knock hard. It was at a buzzer, so he it, not even able to get exert he, that energy. Just, just have to use your little finger, pushing and press. hard. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, and Agnes is fucking pissed now that Jenny went over her head, and she is going into super villain mode and just monologue. And she says. Three weeks ago, you were absolutely nothing. You were a little intern pinning my hem. It was my idea to do the fashion line. I found the photographer and the models for the fashion shoot. It was also my idea for the gorilla fashion shoot. And I have all the contacts. Do you know how many talented artists there are living in Brooklyn designing dresses? These dresses are as much mine as they are yours. And now they belong to nobody. And during this amazing... And that will
0: conclude Lonely yeah. Boys Theater for today.
3: <laughs> That's it. That's Beautiful. my monologue. And dur- during this amazing supervillain monologue, Jenny is telling her, you know, she's like, you're, you're right. You're right. She says, like, yeah, like, I know. pleading with her to get the dresses back. Agnes because she's is is...
0: right. She, she's just like, I'm just trying to get shit done. Like, yeah, you did all that stuff. You're absolutely right. And she Jenny's right. like really calm and like, you know, she's and- kind of just doing her best to try and diffuse the situation yeah, but walk her off the ledge no as happened. Agnes is yeah.
3: slowly walking them over to the garbage can and putting them in the garbage and
0: slowly drizzling that gasoline on there yeah.
3: and Agnes is right that she did get Jenny all of these things at once like in this one scene we're seeing all of the good things about working with Agnes and then all of the bad things like immediately yeah. as Jenny asks if she's insane and Agnes just yells yes I'm insane Jenny <laughs> which is truly amazing yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't you fucking know that by now of course I'm insane <laughs> 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 oh
3: my god God, what an amazing heel turn here she does the unthinkable she lights all of jenny's dresses on fire <laughs> as jenny is crying and shrieking and begging for her to stop like jenny plays the moment really well so does agnes for she that really matter does. and that's like this is such it's a great a scene. scene it's and, great uh, acting jenny is yeah, incredible so yeah, honestly, jenny's screaming pain yeah. taylor Momsen is incredible i wish she would have stayed as an actor but you know her music is very good as well so C- couldn't is have it? couldn't have the best of both worlds. i love the pretty reckless so are they still I- around I yeah yeah they just really? uh, listen every time i they release new music i get a spotify update so uh they released an album nice. last year okay. it, this is
0: the instance where jenny does say what the hell yeah
3: yeah
0: and i wish it was bleeped out but it wasn't so
2: <laughs> sorry <laughs> Too for much for your, your ears. virgin ears to
3: handle Brandon.
0: <laughs> yes nerd virgin ears and
3: just, <laughs> just like that jenny's future is gone as quickly as this all came together it has fallen apart right before our very eyes and uh we get another kings of leon song in the episode for some reason <laughs> as, as be somebody starts playing um we, we have to talk about this iconic moment. I think everyone who has uh, seen this show and remembers Agnes remembers her for this moment. Like, Mel, I'm sure you remember this moment when you were re- re-watching the episode.
2: I did. And I had a thought, too, which is that um, Agnes is very, and even like an appearance to an extent, very Georgina. She's like, yeah, yes, I was going to say that. Yeah, I could see that.
3: Yes, I was saying... <laughs> um, I, I was saying when we first met her, I was said she was like maybe like a less manic Georgina Sparks, and she definitely calmed down a little last week. But boy, we really saw the Georgina come out of her as yes. soon as someone crossed her. I, I think I have maybe to... she's even
0: a little bit better than Georgina from what we've seen so far because Georgina is just like crazy for the sake of crazy. Yes, but at least, yes. like Agnes, you need to cross Agnes her, has her first, some right? Yeah. And
3: then she goes off the handle. And I ha- I have to appreciate the chaos she brings, even if it is at poor Jenny's expense. Um, Brendan, what were your thoughts on this iconic scene here? Like like I said, when you think Agnes, you think of this scene in particular.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting to seeing her go off the deep end and see it uh all crumble in Jenny's face. And I guess we're we're waiting for this, you know, breakdown of Jenny's choices in life and here it is and it's it's in grand fashion. You gotta love it.
2: And I oh, think man. we just sort of expect too that like Jenny's finally gonna come to her senses and go home and that is not exactly the case Jenny does not give up that Never. <laughs> she, she,
3: yeah because yeah because yeah, Agnes does kick her out of her house also so I feel yeah. so bad for poor Jenny here yeah uh, Agnes is a big like strike one and you're out like you cross her one <laughs> and she cuts all ties with you that's so it. Uh, Jenny is homeless again the only thing she had was her dresses and her spying career and now that's all gone like we have no idea what she's gonna do right now
0: I know she's going to, uh, I guess, make a little fort out of those pallets she was sitting on. Yeah,
3: <laughs> and, and like Jenny's a lot of things. And plenty of people don't like her or think she's a spoiled brat and whatever. Maybe they have a point, but you got to feel bad for poor little Jay here. She doesn't deserve this.
0: No, she doesn't. She's giving it all she's got, too. That's why it's, it's so heartbreaking when you see her just shriek at the at the end yes. of that little spat between the two of them.
3: Yeah, that's uh, that's a message for all the Jenny haters out there. Talking to you, Scally. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. He keeps texting me about how much he hates Jenny, and I, I'm having none yeah. of it.
0: No, we will not have any of it.
3: no. Um, so Cyrus dance in the pod. <laughs> so Cyrus not at a Cindy Lauper concert here he is at the party and he finds Serena and Cyrus recognizes Serena from Aaron's studio. Serena oh, is very yeah. confused that Cyrus knows Aaron All those sheets. Feels-
0: is, is Aaron hooking up with this guy too yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: one of his models. (laughs) I'm his muse. I'm his muse. I thought modeling was our thing. (laughs) Um, And it didn't, like he's introduced as Cyrus Rose as well. And I didn't even like flag up or anything. like They have the same last name, but um, yeah, So he reveals that he knows Aaron because Aaron is his son and it's really funny because I knew that Cyrus was Aaron's dad from watching this and even when we first met Aaron I was thinking oh right his dad is Cyrus and then even when I knew this was the next episode we were doing I was like oh right we're gonna find out who Aaron's dad is and then I Uh, still completely forgot I was just like Serena in this moment saying wait how do you know Aaron I forget every time because I just can't believe it Cyrus is the best character and his son is the worst character The worst. Cyrus is so fun and charming and Aaron is so funny and Aaron is so boring and the opposite of charming it just makes no sense
0: the the here's my son delivery it was that was my biggest laugh of the episode my favorite joke of the episode but i laughed so hard when he said he's my son (laughs) you
2: didn't catch the family resemblance (laughs) (laughs) by the way that party is terrible like the worst. <laughs> like no wonder why Eleanor and Cyrus didn't want to be there because it was a terrible party.
0: I think, I think Blair throws bad parties. Yeah, it's yeah, not she great. Does.
2: She but dressed like she was turning
3: forty-eight years old. <laughs>
0: See,
3: the problem is, it's like with Blair planning the party. It's like when um, in these teen drama shows, when you have fifty-year-olds like writing for eighteen-year-olds, mm-hmm. they don't know the hang of it. When you have eighteen-year-olds planning a party for what they think adults like, it's it's just going to be boring.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um.
3: But yeah, so what is the point of this reveal? Why do we have to have Cyrus Cyrus be Aaron's um, <laughs> be Aaron's
2: dad? What is this? And it was just to be like, like oh, I he's really into gag. you. And then she's like, I'm gonna go see him because you said that, and he's still on yep. the world's <laughs> longest exactly. date I've ever seen.
3: Yeah, it doesn't take much for Serena to uh, drop everything and chase a boy, but Cyrus just vouching for his son and saying, "He doesn't take just anyone to the cloisters."
2: She's like, "He he does <laughs> love he does. me." <laughs> Yeah. i had look up what the clo- i didn't know what the cloisters was i thought it was like
3: a seaside thing i did I know. look it up I know
0: cloister is a pokemon that's all i know yeah. it
3: sounds like a combination between clam and oyster so it definitely does sound like a seaside thing yeah but it's not it's yeah.
0: a
2: like a garden
3: place sure
2: yeah. um
3: and i think i actually do think that this is one of the things they took from the books that uh cyrus and aaron are both characters in the books and cyrus is aaron's dad so i guess that's why they yeah. had to include that uh that little easter sure. egg that they're related, but it brings not, like, they shouldn't
0: be related. it, it, yeah, it, yeah, it, it really does no, bring No, no
2: matter, nuts. no matter whatsoever. Yeah, and then... It's funny, um, um,
0: it's funny that it makes it seem like, oh, you know what, all is going to be resolved with these two. It's actually
2: Cyrus's only flaw, is yes, that, that he, he it parented, that, his he, parented that boy.
3: Exactly, yeah. yeah. Says something about him as a father, I think. Um, so <laughs> we we, uh, we enter Eleanor, who is pissed and ready to interrogate Cyrus, now that... Uh, she knows that he has been cheating on her, quote-unquote cheating on her, not on her, on his ex-wife. Um, and Cyrus comes clean immediately, admits to cheating on his ex-wife, but before he can explain, she kicks him out of the party, and then Eleanor comes over to Blair. She's like almost speechless here. She's just like, I, I, I thought he was different. And she says she has to lie down. And, and This is just so sad. And it's so surprising that I feel this bad for Eleanor, who we really hated yeah. in the beginning of the series. Like, she's come a yeah. long way since then.
0: She really has, and you, you just like, you're so excited to see her happy and for it to all come crumbling down so quickly is sad yeah. you feel bad for this woman
3: and this is when cindy Lauper comes in and cyrus is so amazing that first of all he's friends with cindy Lauper, as she casually mentions <laughs> very funny that cyrus didn't mention that himself to blair like oh you guys love cindy Lauper. she's actually my good friend he just has it as like a little surprise here but also cyrus bought out cindy Lauper's whole concert and got her to perform at blair's birthday party instead and she says i guess he's madly in love with her mother this is so nice of Cyrus to do for Blair who he just met and I honestly we get the reveal that like he was just like outmaneuvering her but it's it's still a very nice gesture r- regardless. Oh
0: yeah. You can even clearly, when he's maneuvering he's a nice guy about right, it. And like,
3: you can he's have, not, you can afford he's not to do this. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Um he's not outmaneuvering Blair by being a shitty person. He's outmaneuvering Blair with love and just like doing good <laughs> things.
2: Yeah, and he knows if you don't buy peonies you can pay for Cindy Lauper to come to a party and do a special <laughs> exactly. show. And that's why you got to think <laughs> harder he got, yeah and he doesn't name drop he's a humble man exactly I also
0: that's a good point too i
3: i want to say he has no flaws but it's just a shame about aaron exactly we found so, one um also i feel pretty big get for the show getting uh cindy lopper Are either of you uh big lopper heads
2: i'm I not a say, lopper lad myself yeah i'm not a lot like i'm a fan but i wouldn't say like i wouldn't probably pay to go to a cindy lopper concert yeah i would hear I, that I, one song no, from Goonies and be like, I'm songs,
0: good. honestly brendan
3: you know girls just want to have fun
2: yeah
0: okay sure
3: Bre- brendan you know time after time
0: oh that's a bop okay anymore
3: uh those are the two hits i know
0: okay <laughs> Oh, plenty.
3: There's plenty. so i'm not a big lopper head either but i the those two songs are iconic so uh, also, i feel like you would know dorota, them, you also very them? excited blair introduces oh, Cindy dorota. to dorota as her biggest fan yes. Dorota's just a, oh my I miss lopper
0: so now this to me makes it seem like the three of them would all like don't say threesome don't together. say threesome Brendan no no it was not <laughs> I was just gonna say like what a cute moment like the, this is the family
3: the <laughs> I don't
2: buy that they ever did the that sicko.
0: <laughs>
3: Cindy, Dorota and Blair the family
2: <laughs> yeah I think yeah I think that all these memories that Blair keeps saying her and her mom had were her and Dorota <laughs> yeah I because think so yeah. the backstory of like Blair hates her mom her mom doesn't dream but they have right. all these like weird memories that there were moments I don't fully get it I feel like it's just Dorota in a mask the entire time <laughs> probably in, in Eleanor cosplay yes
0: but also now that um blair's 18 the three of them could have a threesome if they okay, want to
3: <laughs> <laughs> Um blair has to leave because you know what we 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 joke but i'm sure there's some there's some weird fan fiction out there that uh, oh, for that sure people have written um, <laughs> blair has to leave because she got a conscience for her birthday and uh she's off to make things right but first we have barton and dan and uh dan brings up the fire as Chuck is creeping around in the background, hiding behind a wall. That's his main (laughs) as he does trick. Um, And I feel like Bart should immediately think this is some kind of trick that it's coming up out of nowhere, but for whatever reason he trusts his new buddy, Dan, and uh, Bart says that he's had that man's death on his conscience for 20 years. So it, Dan finds Dan's out like, that there was a there's death. There's a guy death. that died? <laughs> Not only did Bart yeah. admit to this immediately with no pressure, <laughs> but actually also brought up the death unprompted. I thought Bart wasn't an idiot. How is he bringing up this death unprompted? Oh, like you His know best about friend the, Dan's uh, talking to him. Oh, you yeah. know about the fire. Well, wow, I've had that man's death on my conscience for 20 years. And then Chuck yeah. pops up, out probably a little too late, and tells Bart to shut up because Dan's writing a story for a magazine, what was Chuck waiting for? Like, Bart has just admitted to someone's death. Chuck couldn't pop out a little earlier?
0: <laughs> I don't know.
3: Uh, Bart immediately shifts gears here, asks Dan how much it will cost to make this go away, but Dan has way too much integrity for that, so he tells Bart he doesn't want his money and just walks away.
0: you, you got to wonder at this point what he's going to do with that information. Is he, is, this is the... you know? the fork in the road kind of thing. Is he going to do it or is he not?
2: Yes, have it, to wonder. It's also you have
0: to wonder. It's also like
2: very impressive of how much Bart must not respect his son that he's willing <laughs> to listen to Dan the son of his enemy yeah. rather than his own child.
3: Yep, that's right. He, he hates his son. Um, and he's going to claim that he doesn't in a few scenes, but uh, I don't know. The evidence says otherwise here. But Chuck is going to find Dan in the elevator and tells him if he uses this story against his father, then Chuck will destroy him. But big, big noble Dan says he couldn't ignore this if he wanted to. This is bigger than Chuck hating Dan or Dan being a good writer. And again, he might be right. Like, this is a big deal that, that Bert right. may, may have killed wrong. someone and is profiting off of it as a billionaire. But I just don't believe that Dan is doing this for the noble reasons that he claims to. So the whole thing is like, I just can't get behind you, Dan with yeah. this. Problem.
0: You're right about that. But I think once he heard about the death, I think it became a little bit more <laughs> yeah, exactly. in that direction. I think it's like, oh, maybe I really should just do this for the right reasons instead. At this point,
3: yeah, but Chuck, that's, that's a big deal. Yeah, Chuck straight up tells him it will ruin his family and tells him not to do it, and even throws in a please. So you know, Chuck is serious.
0: That I, that like, honestly, like, that please yeah. was a huge deal for me as well. Like that, like please. also tugged at the heartstrings for me. Like, that me, the Chuck boy in me, was like. Oh, Dan, don't do it.
3: Um, yeah, because that's the thing. Like, I am so conflicted. Like, when he says that I don't want Ch- uh, Dan to ruin this family, but at the same time... I know. I shouldn't I care about the Bart to family, but... Bart to... If we could find a way to just make it so that Bart suffers, but not the rest of the family, like, that would be ideal. Yes. <laughs> right. That would be great. Let's figure that out. Well, let's brainstorm next episode and find Yeah, and find I mean, out we Lily's,
0: Lily's wealthy enough. Maybe if it's just Chuck that... I mean, uh, just Bart that goes down, Chuck could be adopted by Lily. That would be great. Who knows?
3: Um. So... Blair finds Cyrus. He's still outside because uh, he sent his driver to dinner because I thought I was going to be ringing in your birthday. Every, every line <laughs> he has is so, so perfect. <laughs> um, Blair Blair tells Cyrus that, you know, you threw in the towel too easily. She was expecting a harder fight, but Blair is going to find out that that's not how Cyrus plays. He's not like everyone else on the Upper East Side. He doesn't fight fire with fire, which... We've got to appreciate that he uses his yep. smarts he says he's smart enough to know that getting into a war with eleanor's daughter is never going to result in a victory and then he says who says i gave up and blair realizes that the whole thing with <laughs> cyrus's plan he let blair think she won knowing that cindy lauper would prey on her emotions she's been lawyered and she has to respect cyrus for out- maneuvering her i love it we should have gotten some uh, extreme ways flashbacks here to see cyrus <laughs> set this whole thing up
0: <laughs> i would love that um, this is great you also do a great impression of him
2: Thank you very much. We need not enough. Not enough impressions. Not not enough.
3: Yeah, not enough impressions. (laughs) And, you know, we we do get the iconic catchphrase where Blair says, well done. Not enough. Fine. You're a genius. (laughs) The the old negotiating tactic works again from Cyrus. Uh And uh, Blair tells him to come inside. She's going to tell her mom the whole truth. And she's going to need an attorney there because she's going to get very mad. And Cyrus Mm -hmm. gives her a big hug. And it's the birth of a big, beautiful friendship. And I. This is great. I love this scene because I do believe it's the exact moment that Cyrus wins Blair over. And I really do love the yes. spoiler, the relationship that these two will have in future episodes.
0: Really? Well, that's interesting because I, as they walk up those steps back to the party, I'm like, this is nice. This is a fun, there was a fun little conversation. I think they're a good team because they're not two of the same kind of conniving. They're two right. different kinds of yeah. it. And then, you know, they seem like they have a good. They have a good little tit-for-tat tit back-and-forth sort of thing.
3: Yes. I love... The, they're my two favorite characters, so how could I not love them as, I want as a some, unit?
2: I want some future team-ups. Yeah. I want them to, to scheme together.
3: We need a Blair-Cyrus mess around, where Blair's trying to take people down, and Cyrus is like, no, 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 we just have to think of a few moves ahead and do something nicer. <laughs> just <laughs> a mean, lot of scenes
0: of them playing chess.
3: Yeah. And just to cap it off, they walk back inside, and, and Blair's like, you're not what I had in mind. And he says, well, you're not what I had in mind.
0: <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> so so cute. good.
3: Um, Dan doesn't know what to do here with the story. He looks like he's uh, debating, but we find out that Bart receives a package. Dan has sent Bart uh, the story with a note saying, I'm so sorry, you should read this, Dan. And um, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I started crying again. And the, Wow. The, the music definitely helped with that. I don't know what song was playing, but, like, it also made me emotional. And, like, Bart is now going to know how Chuck feels about their relationship, and it just got me so emotional. Like, I, I, I was surprised, but I was watching it, and the tears just started coming down. So, uh, this is good. a point in uh, like favor this. for this episode. So, uh, did Dan do the right thing? He ends up not going through with writing the story for New York Magazine, and he ends up uh, telling uh, Bart all about, you know, what Chuck said to him through the story. Um, so, yeah. Do, do you like this move from Dan?
0: I still don't know if Chuck would have liked him doing this right, either, Right. but uh, it, it ended up, ends up working out because Chuck would never have been able to, you know, convey this to his father. So I I, I do like it. It's, it's nice. If you're not going to completely fuck him over, I, I guess Chuck's pleas did get through him a little bit and he figured out a way to, to help him out a little bit.
2: Yeah. And like maybe Chuck will see Dan in a different light for like trying to help their relationship. Yeah, he, he used his story yeah. for good kind
3: of. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if it was the right thing, but I am glad he did it because uh, it, it seems like we will get this father-son uh, Charlie Bernie relationship going in the right direction. Um, it would have been funny if Bart got the story and just uh, turned around and threw it in the fireplace. With
2: <laughs> <reading it. laughs> He's like, I don't understand oh. this date, five nineteen ninety-one. I don't get it. <laughs> what also, is, what does what Dan want? Yeah, throwing this out. <laughs> I also don't know if either of you noticed this, but um, when. Bart goes into Chuck's room, and Chuck is, like, on his bed reading. Chuck is wearing a shirt with, like, very thin stripes that are, like, nearly exactly the same stripes as his headboard, and it really threw me off.
3: <laughs> was he, like, <laughs> blending into the headboard? Yeah, it's a little bit of cake, like, little Chuck? camouflage. I don't know where my son is. <laughs> oh, I was, l- I was looking for my son, but I can't find him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Serena is going to go back to Aaron's house where, you know, newly optimistic because of Cyrus and he is with Danielle again or still with Danielle or whatever's happening and Serena immediately changes her mind again, goes to walk out. How many episodes right are we supposed so. to do this for? It's the same thing every scene. Uh, um, I, and I also would have walked out because of all the fucking candles on the table as we alluded to yeah, earlier. Even
0: without. If it was just him and candles and no girl, Fire still hazard. walk out.
3: Still walking out. God, the, all the, it's the only move any guy has is candles.
0: And they're so long.
3: And Aaron finally says, Look, I like to date more than one person. We never had a conversation where we said we were exclusive. You can date other people too. Like, which first of all, he does make it oh, con- condescending as Serena mentioned. Yes. Like I don't know how it's done. <laughs> yeah. in, I don't know how it's done Bless in high school, But that. us college yeah. boys, we, we aren't exclusive with people.
0: He's fuck. not even we in college.
2: Around. He's not even a college boy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> in college age, I guess.
2: But
3: that like, that's fine if he doesn't want to be exclusive and like they never had that conversation. He likes dating more than one person. That's completely fine, like and acceptable. And but why didn't he just say that to begin with? Like, he, right, yes. He ground rules they didn't first. have the conversation, but they ne- like they never DTR. They never defined the relationship where he says, like, we're not exclusive. Like, he's been leading her on. Like, Yes. He's doing scavenger he's been, hunts. Yeah. He's been leading her on and being mysterious and treating it all like a big game with the scavenger hunts and the maps. When the truth is, he just didn't know they were exclusive and he likes to date multiple girls. Like, he's such a dumbass. He should have just said that to begin with.
0: Yeah. That's, that's simply said. That's it. He was really just leading her on the whole time. And you should assume that this girl does not also date ten guys at a time, so she's going to be confused when you are. He kind of
3: pulled out of the Serena playbook, where he was like, "I, you know, I didn't plan for this. I didn't know she was going to be here. Like, I don't know what's going on." And you know, Serena says that's not her thing and leaves again. Geez, geez, Louise, with these two, like, I I cannot put up with this. But looks like we're going to have more Aaron now, as he's both the son of a great character and also when they have their little fucking park rendezvous at the end of the episode. Yeah, stupid.
0: And think uh, this is the scene where I'm like, you know, good. I'm gl- I was glad she stood up for herself. She's like, this is not, sure, we didn't make the relationship clear, but we didn't also make it clear that you were, you know, polyamorous or whatever, and uh, so, fuck off, and I thought that was going to be the end of it. You
2: should
3: have known this wouldn't stick.
2: Yeah, like, I thought this I could really known. just be like, a, the end of this, let's move on, and now it's like, no, we're going to go out in the park, no pants on, run around, and <laughs> yeah. we're going to have to deal with this And the way again. they did not
0: they set it up almost like we were going to be disappointed that they were...
3: Yeah, Not exactly. They end the episode on the scene of them going to the park. Like, this is <laughs> oh. what we're supposed like, to do. Don't worry,
0: guys. They're back. Oh, my God. Oh, they really
3: great.
2: thought they had something here with Serena and Aaron. With Kings of yeah. Leon playing again. <laughs> Get their money's worth.
3: Yeah. But before we get to that, Rufus is uh, trying to write his first song in 12 years as oh, Jenny God. comes home. And there we go.
0: <laughs> joke to... of the episode.
3: <laughs> what? What's the joke?
0: <laughs> or moment of the episode, I'll call it. So we enter the scene where and he, Rufus is facing um his with his back to the door and he goes and I will and then Jenny comes in <laughs> is That really nice? like this is all you have so
3: far <laughs> 12 years and he's got and yep. I will
0: <laughs> And that was all, it seems like that I'm glad she walked in because I think I don't think there's anything left in the tank Oh, I enter those three words I
2: did want to say one thing which is he did make waffles this episode I thought we got a a waffle-free episode an entire waffle episode until uh, him and Dan had that talk and Rufus was yeah. in fact making a waffle and I was like <laughs> oh, things are we're starting to heal
0: okay, good
3: And I will. (laughs) Official theme song of uh, of the Lonely Boys. uh, Jenny Jenny asks if she can come home, and Rufus says, of course. But uh, Jenny's got one condition. She'll come home if Rufus signs the papers. Which actually sounds like a pretty fair deal, and I'm impressed that uh, Jenny thought of this because, you know, Rufus doesn't even know that she's been kicked out, so she doesn't know that she doesn't really have any leverage here. But... Rufus isn't here for the emotional blackmail, as he calls it, but Jenny st- is standing firm, and Rufus says if he signs it, that that means that everything she's done is okay. But Jenny says if he doesn't, then everything she's done is for nothing. And Rufus Touché. turns down the deal. Jenny leaves again with nowhere to go. Uh, she needs to find another way to achieve her dream. And again, love her fighting spirit. She- she's not yeah. giving up, but she does have to break down and cry as soon as she leaves, and I, I don't blame her for that.
0: Yeah, I would too. Like, I'm 15 and I have nowhere to live. Yeah. Um, uh, and we don't have to rehash this too, but like, again, Rufus, what has she done? What is What are you condoning? What, what has she done wrong in your eyes? Like, I don't understand right. How do you what think he would Rufus, be condoning if yeah. he signed the papers. How do you
3: think Rufus played this ultimately?
0: I'm better than recent episodes because he seems like he's being more open and willing to work with her a little bit, but still too hard at the end of the day. Like, again, like you, like you said, he doesn't know that she's going to be homeless if he doesn't let her stay there, <laughs> Um, but still too hard. He's he's right. standing firm on that stupid hill of his.
3: Exactly. Mel, how are you feeling about uh about Daddy Dilf's parenting here?
2: Okay. So on one end, like I do understand like where Rufus is coming from. You know, I'm we've older. Said as we, we've as, said we as we've always said, and you know, I am in the, as I've said, the dating range of Rufus Humphrey now. So <laughs> we are we are peers. And like <laughs> I can see like I don't he doesn't want to reward her behavior, but also like there's going to have to be a little bit of bend. Like what can you do to help make this happen? And I don't know what it is and how we're going to get there. Cause they're just, he's, he's so stubborn about it too. Like, and I guess that's what makes them yeah. family. Yeah. And
0: You're true. pretty much saying exactly what Dan says later on. Well,
3: yeah, because Dan brings it up later. And I, I was thinking this as well before Dan even brought it up. But I, I think Rufus is an idiot. Like, he could have gotten his daughter back safe and sound in his house. But he decided his pride was more important. He didn't yep. want to lose to Jenny. Like, he's Blair Waldorf or something. And now his daughter's mm-hmm. homeless again. So, you know, great going, Grandpa Rufus. Which is, well- <laughs> also, which she is should what have we left- call him when we're mad at him.
2: Left a, like a couple suitcases behind. She has a lot of luggage for That's true, being yeah. out there. She does. She's, She's like, Do I'm out of here,
3: but just keep this suitcase safe while I'm gone. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think Cyrus would say the same thing as like his legal counsel would be like, this is a great deal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, I I don't I don't know where Jenny goes like, but she's on a couch like when she calls Mr. Smith to ask to meet with him again.
2: Yeah, she's in their dad's gallery, so she's like home. Oh, she's at the gallery. Okay. Yeah, she was in the old Uh-oh. bed. You know. Yeah, she, surprisingly she Vanessa nice. not there making coffee at the time. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, Vanessa, I think
0: like she should probably go stay with like Vanessa or something like that. Well, they're
3: mad goes. at each other right now. Vanessa hates you. Oh
0: her. yeah. Oh true. Maybe that's how they make go up. to knows.
2: Nate's like abandoned
0: house oh he's homeless too well, yeah, Nate's, lives, on lives on homeless. Nate's on Long Island right Nate's on Long Island right oh is that oh, where right. he is you guys moms. keep forgetting yeah.
2: everything well just go break into that Archibald house like Nate
3: was doing <laughs> yeah true, true yeah yeah it's, it's empty right now it's empty maybe he still has the mattress set up <laughs> um so Bart talks to Chuck and he actually apologizes to Chuck has a very important conversation here saying that he never blamed Chuck for his mom's death and uh, he tells Chuck he read the short story. He had no idea Chuck felt that way. And opens up to him for probably like the first time ever. And Bart says it's just hard because every time he looks at Chuck, he sees uh, Chuck's mom. But he finally tells Chuck that he wants to know his son and asks to go to the hockey game.
2: Aww. And uh, Chuck's going to clear
3: his calendar. And hopefully this is sort of another great relationship here.
0: This is funny where uh, he says that to Chuck and he's like, every time I look at you, I see your mom. Then Chuck looks over at the picture of his mom. And I feel like in his head he's like, yeah, I do kind of look like her
2: she's like all right
0: i I thought he was thinking in his head
2: (laughs) he's like i get it now Uh, it all it all makes sense now (laughs) no
3: yeah probably should have had this conversation earlier but i'm glad it's happening now at least as we could at least start to have some kind of a, a decent relationship between these two
0: I'm sure it's not going to be good still. No, are probably we, not. I are can we, imagine like, it's automatically amazing now. Also, yeah. both of them warming?
2: watching sports? I do yeah. not picture I do not yeah. picture either of them of like we already saw what yeah, Chuck not, looks like playing basketball. They're both like they're both on their phone the whole time.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although Bart apparently used to sneak into Rangers games as a kid, so um,
0: as, as a kid, he hasn't been to one since. Yeah, like
3: divine um, kid. Right. Like he was like 7. He's
0: after, a toddler.
3: Uh, after this episode are we warming on Bart at all now or is he still shit? Oh no. No, I'm not up and down, I'm up and down with him all the time, yeah i think I'm he's, like at a
0: all time low with him,
3: I think he's still overall pretty shitty, but a pretty good episode for parents overall in this one, I guess besides Rufus at the end, where he makes that that error there, but you know, Eleanor and Cyrus both have good episodes. Bart has a, a decent episode as he apologizes to Chuck actually oh well, yeah, so.
0: Cyrus is carrying the team, of course, if Lily yeah. was here also it it would be an overall like b plus episode for yeah we would be like
3: adults rule, yeah um rufus and dan at the loft dan has killed the story and uh rufus tells him he saved the family and dan responds by telling rufus it's time he saves theirs and honestly good for dan Mm. because like i said this is exactly what i was saying he says that uh both of them both of these humphrey men just care about being right and dan admits to it and calls it out here but rufus needs to get jenny back even if it means letting her win and i'm not sure how rufus couldn't come to this conclusion on his own He's a child. Amazing.
0: It's amazing. That, I love it that that Dan calls out both their flaws. He's like, you know, I, I feel like the needs always be right too, and that's your fault. <laughs>
3: <And> that's It's <laughs> just fault. so funny. All oh, Rufus. Yeah. And it's because it's like, I'm your point. son. Um, and I like that Dan's looking out for Jenny here, and I like that he mentions that Jenny called her to tell him about like what happened. So it, it seems like yeah. Dan and Jenny at least still have a decent relationship through all this.
0: Yeah, they're they're good. I'm, I'm glad that they still chat and they're they're looking good. Out for each they're, other good. they're good. They're good.
3: Just find her a place um, to stay. So, hopefully. So we get one more scene with Jenny and Mr. Smith, and her parents won't sign, so he tells her that she has to become emancipated, and he's like, all right, what do I have to do? I, I feel like Mr. Smith probably isn't the person to ask about getting emancipated as a fashion manager, but I, I guess she has right. to start somewhere.
2: Yeah, that confused me. Is he, so he's a fashion manager, or is he just a lawyer? I, I don't know. I, he wants him, like
3: He wants knows him how to, to be do it all. her manager. Yeah, I guess. Maybe maybe he's a jack-of-all-trades here. Yeah, I, I bet Cyrus, yeah. did, as a lawyer, knows something about getting emancipated. Maybe we yeah, can get a Jenny Cyrus team up. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, that would be good. Um, So, yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, Jenny wants to get emancipated here. She says she'll do it. Do we think she's going to go through with this? Brendan.
0: She's m- definitely going to try, Um, but it, it's just funny because if Rufus just signed that paper, she wouldn't be in this situation. Exactly. Like he just missed his shot. Like He was talking to Dan about it, and he probably changed his mind. He's like, you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll figure it out. And he was just a few minutes shy
3: Ugh, tragic so tragic speak, uh blair on the phone with serena blair can't believe that aaron and cyrus are father and son much like the rest of us yeah and uh serena <laughs> can't handle the casual dating thing with aaron more importantly though blair has accepted cyrus because he makes her mother happy and he's not that bad and she says it won't be that bad because she'll probably only have to see him once or twice a week as she enters the dining room and he's seated <laughs> at the table in a rope
0: and also while she's walking into the kitchen we hear a bunch of noises from cyrus like a a bunch of like yeah i thought he was like nibbling on eleanor's neck or something yeah
3: (laughs) it's like a lot he's just so uncouth it's so funny and thanks to blair they've been up all night talking about love and death and the brevity of life and have decided cyrus is moving in today (laughs) today no not wasting any time nope (laughs) amazing i love this development
0: I hope we get like, you're not a Friends fan, Gagan, but I yeah. hope we get like a whole moving episode where um, instead of Ross saying pivot, we get Leighton Meester screaming pivot while they're carrying a couch up the stairs. That sounds funny. It's a, it's a famous Friends moment.
3: Sounds funny. Uh, Some people
0: will get it. Maybe they'll laugh. Who knows? I only
3: know, uh, <laughs> we were on a break. Mm.
0: And, That's another great one. And
3: also uh, the guy with the turkey on his head.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was uh, um, Monica.
3: And I, and I saw the last episode where uh, Dean Pelton's in it. Yeah. But we'll yeah. save that all for okay. the Friends Recap Podcast. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because <laughs> um, we have to get to, of course, the scene. The, they saved the best scene for last where Aaron visits Serena again. And, oh. uh, I couldn't concentrate because I was just rolling my eyes the whole time. But uh, I, I'm never going to care about these two. Uh, when it comes to Aaron and Cyrus, I can't believe I like the father so much more than I like the son in a teen drama. Amazing. And, I don't know why this happens, but Serena takes Aaron by the hand and goes to the park with him as Kings of Leon plays yet again. Um, so I, I guess there's something again or, or whatever. Like what a boring way to end the episode. Couldn't care less.
0: Yeah, it's supposed to be like charming that Serena doesn't care about walking barefoot on grass.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, the like, went the in character development. Cool. She went out in a slip, yeah. which by the way, as a, a person who's grown up in this time, I, I don't think slips are like still a thing. I feel like that was something no. like my grandmother would be like, oh, wear a slip. And you're like, you know, like Grammy, that ain't that doesn't happen anymore. Is
0: that what her pajamas were? I didn't know what a slip was.
2: Yeah, like a slip is like what like women would wear under their dresses. So like, I don't exactly know why. Um, but like, I thought she was wearing like lingerie. Either way, like, she it's kind to me
0: more like like sleepy or, like, or lingerie. Yeah, that's what I yeah. thought.
2: But Gossip Girl called it a slip. Well, maybe Gossip Girl is an elderly woman. I will trust Gossip How <laughs> <That> could be? <laughs>
3: Um, so that's our episode, Brendan. Any predictions on anything? Uh, how how much longer are we gonna have to put up with Aaron?
0: Oh God. Oh God. No. I don't know. I mean, it seems like from what you guys are alluding to that we get much more of Cyrus than we do of Aaron, but he's gotta go. I mean, we got we got to get him out of here somehow.
3: We have to. I we- don't know
0: what we're gonna do, but because like they're uh, apparently at an all time high relationship wise, they might actually be dating by the end of this episode um so i don't know we're just gonna have to deal with that for now uh, i guess no no a episodes coming for a little while but um <laughs> maybe cyrus can help us out with that a little bit because it seems like he's here to stay as he's moving in gonna help uh bring yeah. up that couch as we discussed earlier but i'm hoping that there's like my, my little brain is coming up with some plots and for it is little it is very small um it's only it only takes up the left half of my my skull the right half is starting <laughs> to sink in um but I could see the two, like since she's about to go to college, maybe he helps her with a career of uh, a career path of being a lawyer. That would be Ooh, a lot of fun. That would be. Fun. I think that would be perfect for her too. What
3: about uh, What about Jenny? Is she Is she coming home eventually? How many episodes is she going to be living away from the loft still, or does she never come home for the rest of the series?
0: I don't know. I I could see maybe um, Nate coming to her rescue in some way, shape, or form because he wasn't here all episode long to help. I think mm-hmm. him. Uh, being so into her he would do anything to help her out at this point um but she's at such a low that she's got to come back so she's got to live somewhere so i mean daddy hump is gonna try and come to the rescue maybe he'll finally uh help her get what she needs and listen to dan's advice
3: and speaking of which nate not here he is he said he went to live with his mom we got to get nate back somehow like nate's just not going to be on long island for the rest of the series
0: i know yeah because nate's been like relatively interesting lately too
3: yeah yeah, need more of them. Um, what about uh, what about Agnes? She's still going to be around, or, or is that it with Agnes?
0: Mm, I, I think we get a little bit more of her. I don't know how much more, but she might show up here and there.
3: Yeah, I can't say for sure, but I don't think this is a wrap on Agnes. I believe. Okay. Uh, I believe she'll be back in, in some capacity, and I guess uh, Chuck and Bart—they're going to be BFFs now, or uh, or what?
0: Nope, that's uh, very short-lived.
3: Very short. That's all we get okay. of it. So maybe we get, a, get or maybe we get a stay. whole
0: episode of them watching the Ranger game.
3: <laughs> a bottle they're episode where they're going. at the ranger game <laughs> yeah um, let's get they to sell the it to a scalper review- and then they
0: sneak in <laughs>
3: um, of course my favorite segment user review of the week and after last week everyone came back out of the woodwork all of our favorite reviewers to review the episode we're back to just comedy fan as our only reviewer again yeah. so I will read comedy Fan. at least we have comedy fan here doing he somebody, Yeah, duty to, to to review every single episode as he says uh, 8 out of 10 title is bonfire of the vanity just the name of the episode and he says dan researching on bart was a good part he made what it seems to be a right decision only now i want to know more about the guy who died because of the fire and dan got chuck and his dad closer (laughs) blair also had some better understanding of her mother once she accepted that the guy she loves is short and bald jenny's story is very interesting now and it is getting better and better Thank you, comedy fan. That was very good. These, very these recaps
0: are very, very concise. And- <laughs> very good. I think maybe I if, like- you, if you're complaining about the length of this podcast, just read those reviews <laughs> instead.
3: Yeah, we'll give timestamps for the uh, for the user reviews, so we can just listen to that and turn it off. Uh,
2: yeah. User review failed to even acknowledge Aaron Rose, so they're on to oh, something he's good. He's on our side. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, next week, the
3: name of the episode, and we said Nate has to be coming back at some part at some point. The name of the episode next week is "The Magnificent Archibalds."
0: Okay, Any. it's going to be mom and, and daddy, you know, Nate.
3: Any pre- yeah, any predictions based on the episode title, Brandon? Not that the episode titles have been giving us anything lately.
0: No, they have not. This seems like it has to, but maybe we're going to get something more. Imagine of, they call uh, it the Magnificent Archibalds and
3: there's no Archibalds in the episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That'd be kind of on brand for this stupid show. Um, but yeah, we got to get something. Maybe we're going to find out more about what's going on with this dad overseas.
3: Well, the little blurb is, it's Thanksgiving and everyone is battling.
0: Oh, okay. That sounds spot on I with a do... Gossip
3: Girl trend. <laughs> a Thanksgiving episode. I love a Gossip Girl Thanksgiving I love, episode.
0: I love Thanksgiving episodes of all TV shows. Brendan, you were
3: down on last season's Thanksgiving episode, so hopefully yeah. this one, because I remember really, really liking this one, so hopefully you'll be high on this okay. one. Okay. That was left. maybe
0: one of my lowest grades. I
3: know, I, I know. You really tanked it. Uh, speaking yeah. of episode grades, let's get into the episode grade for this episode. Let's do it. And, um,. This is episode ten, so that means I went first last week. So, Brendan, you will go first this week. What episode hmm. grade are you giving?
0: So, we talked a lot of shit about the Aaron Serena plotline uh, being like the weaker of the bunch. Otherwise, everything was pretty pretty good. It was like you know B plus grade, but the introduction of Cyrus maybe bumps it up to like an A minus or so. And I don't mind the Aaron Serena plotline all that much because it does make for Serena being sort of like careless about blair's problems It always cracks me up whenever blair comes to her with issues and serena's in love with somebody it's always really funny to her to to just kind of like write it off like blair it's fine so i I always love when she's treating her like that it's entertaining to me even if it means that she has to be with this stupid guy um so i think it would be maybe an a if it wasn't for aaron so we're having that that classic aaron problem where we can't get that full grade of an a Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. a minus it is
3: all right an
2: a minus very good grade yeah uh mel do you want to go next Yep, um, I'm coming in with a a solid A. Um, Whoa! And I'm not wavering. I came into this giving it an A. And even though I like (laughs) to discuss, uh, I hate Aaron, but I did enjoy at least having something to riff on. um, Because if we didn't, I feel like we'd have, you know, we would still make fun of it. But he really just adds an extra layer of someone to hate. Um, Which we need. He's just the worst But, you know, the addition of Cyrus Rose honestly puts it well past the point of on a, you know, zero to 100 scale of a grade. He already gets you extra credit. So really, if anything, Aaron is just bringing it down slightly. I thought all the plots were really solid plots. Uh, In some cases, I wish we got a little more, yet it was perfect, like for Jenny and Agnes. Uh, Overall, I loved this episode and I was so thrilled that I got to recap it with you two. (laughs)
3: All right, wow. very excited that you were here to recap it with us as well. Yes. And if you're keeping track at home, you're now the third guest to ever give out an A grade. So wow. another exclusive uh, three-person club that I'm you're joining so glad in this you episode. Now. Wow. And I'm so glad you did. <laughs> the didn't two-timers
0: club <laughs> and the third person to be a part of the A club. As for, you. for
3: as for me, uh, we'll all be the ballpark accolades. buds here. I, I, this is another good episode. I love meeting Cyrus and everything with that story, but on the other side of the rose spectrum, I once again hated everything Serena and Aaron. So, Aaron continues to drag these episodes down as those two stories. I I wouldn't. I don't know if they cancel out, but I, I hate Aaron almost as love as almost as much as I love Cyrus. So. Yeah. Um, Jenny and Agnes' plot is good, and it gives the great moment when Agnes burns the dresses. That's an iconic moment. Uh, and the Danny yes. Bart stuff I thought was all right, but I, I like how the storyline ended with Bart and Chuck. So, uh, I don't know. It, it's good. It's just a matter of how much did the stupid Aaron Serena storyline drag it down. And um, I will give it uh, a B plus because Cyrus does bring it back up. And also, I cried. So, uh, it's going to be almost in that A range, but just, just fall below with a B plus. So, we're all... Uh, all right. We're all ballpark buds here. We're a little bit of a step of ladder. Yeah. Um, yeah. So MVP, Brendan, who you got?
0: So I think there's some clear winners and losers here. Um, and I have a feeling we're, where we're all going. But just to be a little different and because someone really made some strides – this episode i gotta give it my first ever mvp to dorota for having such, such amazing wow. lines every some amazing he's been corrupted he's been corrupted every everything that she did this episode was a home run as just like cyrus also was but i feel like we're gonna have a chance to give him some more mvps later down the road from what you guys are saying so dorota has just really been putting in her work in the minors and she's finally made it up here
3: wow very good very good uh i wasn't expecting it brendan so very uh i know very you excited for that uh mel who is your mvp of the episode
2: first i just need to say i can't believe i'm here for such an iconic occasion <laughs> <laughs> you know every every episode i listen to Legendary. it's you know brendan what do you think of dorota you know asking the guests what do you like about dorota <laughs> right. brendan's still not sure and to finally break through that wall feels This episode will really go down big. in history wow absolutely um But no surprise, my MVP is, of course, Mr. Cyrus Rose, a breath of fresh air, true joy. The one person I would like to actually meet because I don't think he would try to directly ruin my life like everybody else on the show. (laughs) And I cannot wait for more Cyrus on this show and hopefully for like seasons to come, because I mean, obviously he's here season two uh, for right now. I'm hoping he is a long term recurring character.
3: And we are all hoping for that, yes. as there's no suspense here for me. It's Cyrus as my MVP. It's his first episode, and he's perfect. And he got Cindy Lauper to come to the birthday party while also out maneuvering Blair and falling in love with Eleanor and getting a new place to live, too. So, MVP to Cyrus. Uh, Go, LVP. Cyrus.
0: Welcome to the show.
3: Welcome to the show. Brendan, who's your LVP?
0: LVPs, I think, are also going to be... Uh all very similar. So I'm glad I gave like the one outlier MVP because I think we're all going to go with I'm like I don't want to speak for you, but I'm assuming we're all going to go with Aaron. Maybe you guys can kind of think of something else to do cuz there's other some other bad people on this episode, but he's he's been our clear like least favorite on this episode. So I'm going to got to give it to him cuz someone's got to really give him the biz.
3: All right, Brandon is going to go Aaron Rose. And Mel, you said you thought it was going to be tough giving an LVP for this
2: episode. Were you able to figure it out? It's hard because while while they're nobody's like actually like unnecessary in the episode like everyone really served their purpose they're just Mm -hmm. like it's more like a sliding scale of like who is least likable um i did joke that i was going to nominate nate's dad again just simply for existing (laughs)
1: Uh
2: but um i'm going to continue it's it's aaron rose it's him yeah it's him leading serena on with these grand gestures and then being shocked that you wouldn't think they were exclusive. It's like, get your head out of your ass. I can't. I'm tired. These high school
0: girls just don't get it. Nope.
3: Yeah. Also, no suspense here. I'm going to stop fooling around, giving LVP to Aaron Rose. Was he the worst nice. character in the episode? It's certainly possible, but... Bes- besides that, I just can't believe I haven't given him an LVP yet. Like I, I was shocked that I didn't give yeah, he him. Just, one he of the deserves first a, clean, a clean sweep here. So now, finally, we're making up for it. He'll get a clean sweep here. I mean, this is as good as episode as any to fix that problem. So he sucks, and I need yes. him off my screen. LVP. For Aaron. <laughs> there so, we go. Glad, glad we could all agree on that. We're in the handholding club on Excellent. that one. So, without further ado, let's get into some Lonely Boys Theater.
0: You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater.
3: And we will be doing the scene with Jenny, Agnes, and Mr. Smith in the beginning of the episode where they were trying to find a fashion manager. And I will just pull up my script. Uh, Mel, I believe you said you wanted to be Mr. Smith?
2: Yeah, logically, of course. Of course. Yes. I guess I w- I'm usually Mr. Smith Jenny. Vibes. So, Brendan,
3: Brendan, would you like to be Agnes?
0: I'd love it. I'm insane but right.
3: so I, be- I be- You are insane. Of course I'm insane. Um... I believe Mr. Smith has the first line, so
2: whenever you're ready. All right, here we go. You girls have been getting a lot of press. You got talent. Who's the designer? It's me.
0: And I'm the face of the line, and the brains behind the operation.
2: Who do you imagine your client will be? Girls like us. Sophisticated girls with a bit of
3: edge who can afford high-end product. I know these girls and their style because I'm their peer, so that's what makes me unique as a designer. Hmm.
2: What's the name of the label?
0: Vixen. J.
3: J Humphrey Designs. Uh, We we haven't fully decided yet, clearly, but uh, it really doesn't matter. We're just here to take the work to the next level.
0: Definitely, which means finding a clear vision for the brand.
3: And since fashion is a designer-based industry, and I'm the designer, that brand is me.
0: Well, the brand is the concept, which we both came up with.
3: Agnes, can we just talk about this later when we're alone, please?
0: No. Why don't we talk talk about this now? I mean, if Mr. Smith is here and he wants to represent us, then he should know who he's dealing with.
3: Mr. Smith might get the wrong idea about our professionalism.
0: Well, then cut the crap and start acting professional instead of putting on a show, Jenny.
3: Me? Agnes, look at who's acting out yet again at another business meeting.
0: You want to see see acting acting out?
3: Agnes, are you insane?
0: (laughs) Of course I'm insane.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. End scene. You couldn't see me, Brendan, but I was... uh, glancing angrily at you as the stage notes had directed <laughs> I, felt me I felt it I
0: felt
3: it glancing angrily at you that whole time so great wow. work all
2: what a convincing
0: around. Mr. Smith too thank
2: you I really oh, was yeah. trying Incredible. to take out any charisma uh no, any inflection great. he was a really special actor on this episode he was a, real, a real big nothing <laughs> yeah he also had like he just like he reminded me um just of the most boring human on earth but then somehow got into a, a career that requires like to pop off a screen and be like magnamic.
0: Yeah, the weirdest yeah. person to just be talking to a 15 year old fashion designer.
2: Um,
3: so that is all we have except for, of course, some plugs. Uh, Mel, thank you again for joining the two timers. Yes, thanks plug. for being here again. Yeah, of course, uh, girlfriend of the pod, Nicole, Naomi, and now Mel, the three member club as of right now. Uh, great episode for you to come on for as a fellow Cyrus fangirl. Uh, do you have anything you would like to plug at this hour?
2: Um, you can follow me on any social media platform at MelGotServed served and I don't really have anything else going follow. on. So, much like um, Maddie will promote his favorite show, I'm going to um, promote <laughs> the movie House Arrest, which at this point appears <laughs> to be currently streaming on Stars. I don't have Stars, if not find a way to watch it. It is a, a real time capsule yeah. and a great movie with a lot of great talent, including Mr. Cyrus Rose himself. Beautiful. Brendan?
0: All right. We'll catch us in the off season, uh, talking with Mel about how, uh, house arrest. <laughs> um, look for that uh, probably sometime in the summertime. Um, otherwise, you can find me at the Happy Boys Pod. You can email us. So you send us some emails. We're at the the at gmail Send us some questions if you want to have if you want to talk to us. We probably won't read them until we do our end of season recaps. But uh, we'll we'll keep it backlog and talk about them. Um, Otherwise, we have some good Happy Boys guests coming up, uh, episode fifty with Hydro instructor Nick Karoski. Um, if people who don't know what Hydro is, it's like the rowing version of Peloton. So he was he was a fun a fun chat. And uh, then we'll have the best dubs for a couple episodes after that. So look out for all that that stuff. A lot of big projects.
3: As for me, I have not been able to watch anything since the last time we recorded. I've been so busy with student teaching stuff. It's been miserable that i haven't been able to watch anything so uh i just know that on the day this is released something else will be released it's that new C- nicholas cage movie that we keep seeing trailers can't for. wait <laughs> so oh i think God. everyone should see Pedro that nicholas cage just did an ama on reddit that i saw some really? on twitter and he seems like a really really fun guy i you know awesome. I-, I think the world is coming around on nicholas cage these days which is great to see this and is good. then Of course, um, for non-Nicholas Cage projects, I gotta say, Sex Lives of College Girls, still available on HBO Max for everyone to watch. Brendan, how's that going?
0: It's gonna be harder and harder for me to see that now that I promised Mel I'd watch Severance and baseball season just started, so we'll see how this goes.
3: I'm going to force this show down your throat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wanna watch it, I wanna watch it. You can follow me on Twitter. I mean, if you liked, if you loved, which I know you did, never have I I ever, it is just as lovable.
0: I know I love it. I know.
3: Well, you can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24, where I will be tweeting about all the stuff I don't have time to watch right now. Uh, you can follow Brendan at RuppyPuppy. You can follow the Hoppy Boys at the Hoppy Boys Pod. And uh, that's all I got. Mel, thank you again for coming on.
0: Thanks again.
2: Honored Mel. to be allowed bro. to come talk to you two about this wonderful show. Yes, it was a blast, as
3: it always is. And you know what? I think the two-timer club might be getting a little bigger next week because Thanksgiving Uh-oh. is right around the corner, which can only mean one thing. Um,
0: Uh-oh. We, I think I might know who that is. I
3: will let you fill in the blanks on that. Um, but... <laughs> wait, what's the episode? Eight? Oh, yeah, The Magnificent Archibalds. All right, here we go. So come back next week where we will have another special guest talking Season 2, Episode 11, The Magnificent Archibalds. But until then, you know you love us. XOXO.
0: Lonely Lovely boys. Bye up, up.